Today's episode is sponsored and engineered by Daniel Adama Productions. Daniel Adama is available for anything music production, audio recording, video production, band group picks, live concert picks. He's got a PA available for doing small shows. He's got in-ear monitoring systems and everything you need for a great production. He designed my podcast setup and I love it. And he could build you a podcast system too. Daniel Adama takes enormous pride in his work and he's got a passion for great music production. Contact Daniel and get your video made, get your band pictures done, and take your stage production to the next level. Message Daniel Adama on Facebook Messenger or message him on Instagram at Daniel78336. Don't wait, it's time to create. Contact Daniel Adama Productions today and tell him that Tony Gomez sent you. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the show. Happy New Year's to you all, and let's make this year kick ass and better than last year. My first interview of the year is going to be with Mike Perez, guitarist for Mucus Membranes, Hypnotic State, Apparition, Latin Talk, and the Alley Cats. Mike and I go way back. We had a great time going through his history and his influences. Mike earned a star on the South Texas Walk of Fame with his band Latin Talk, whom he performs with at the Texas Jazz Festival regularly. He started his first band, Mucus Membranes, playing crossover metal, and then he went on to play guitar in Hypnotic State, one of my favorite local bands. Then he formed Apparition with Henry Elizondo and David Lozano, both from Texas thrash legends, Devastation. Both Henry and David recorded on Devastation's thrash classic, Idolatry. And Mike has been creating great music for over 30 years, and he's a vital player in the 80s and early 90s thrash metal scene here in Corpus Christi. Here's a track from his band, Apparition, featuring Henry Elizondo of Devastation on guitar and vocals. Check out Mike Shred on this song called Desolation Abomination. Good night. 
That's a thrashing banger from Apparition. Check out more music from Apparition at the end of the episode today. Let's get to it. Here's my interview with guitarist Michael Pettis. It's time to fire it up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have the pleasure of having Michael Pettis here in the studio today for uh, my first episode of the Tony Gomez Show Season 2 and for the first episode of 2023. Mike, how's it going today? Pretty good, buddy, man. Glad to be here, brother. Oh, man. It's great to, to have you back here at the crib. First time we were here, we had a couple of little techno malfunctions on my part, and we lost a lot of good stuff. But uh, we're here to to lay it back down and, and get some good material and share some good, good uh, history. Info. Yeah, history, yeah. exactly, with all the people out there. So, you know, we go back about 30 years, Mike, and I think we first met when you were playing back with Mucus Membranes. And uh, a matter of fact, I would actually uh, hang out with you and David and the guys from United State at a few rehearsals that I was able to go check out. And I was a big fan of Hypnotic State. And you guys reminded me a lot of Testament. Yeah, and, man, that was one of our big influences back in the day. Yeah, for man. sure. And Testament, so, Sepatuda, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, before we got started, we were listening some to some apparition tracks. Yeah, and it's going to be fun. That was tight. That was tight. <laughs> so, guys out there, we're going to be having some apparition music going along with this episode. So, you're going to really get a good treat out of that. So, you know, Mike, let's get things started today, man. Who influenced you to get started with playing guitar? So, uh, my buddy, Joey Espinosa, who we started Mucus Membranes with back in the 80s, right? I'd say probably uh, mid-80s, right? 85, 86-ish? Yeah. And uh, he was playing guitar already, and, and he grew up with his grandparents, and, and I was always at my grandparents' house, right? So, uh, they lived close by to each other. So, as kids, we always grew up playing football together, baseball together, and, you know, next thing you know, Jody start, Joey starts playing guitar, and uh, he's really, you know, into Randy Rhodes and stuff like that and, you know, wants to learn lead guitar. So he needed a rhythm guitar player. He's like, hey, you know, so, I, you know, watching him play guitar, I got encouraged. Like, yeah, hey, I want to start playing guitar. Yeah. So he's the one who got me started. And, uh, you know, I played rhythm guitar for him and he played lead guitar. And that's how we evolved into mucous membranes. And then and then as we got better, uh, hypnotic state, you know. Yeah. Who else was in mucous membranes back then so, when you got uh, started? Uh, Hyman Gonzalez. We call him Chibo, right? Chibo, a lot of you guys know yeah. Chibo and uh, Chibato. And <laughs> then uh, Mark Salas played bass. You reminded oh, me how because yes. I was thinking who played bass. And also for a while, I guess Mark was probably first, Mark Salas and then Steve Garcia. Steve, yeah. okay. Possum, yeah. you know, we know him as Possum. Right, But Steve yeah. Garcia played, uh, even though Steve was a guitar player, uh, when, Joe, when Joey moved from the west side to the mid side of town, you know, Ray High School, he went from Miller to Ray. Uh, he met Steve and, and he kind of was jamming with Steve and Steve was a guitar player. And when he knew we kind of already had a band thing going, he's like, I don't mind. I'll play bass for mucous membrane. Yeah. And Steve, Steve would always Way spike his hair up. up. Yeah. He, he stepped up and played bass for us. That was pretty cool and noble of him because he was also a good guitar player. He still is, you know? Right. And uh, anyway, he would always spike his hair up in a mohawk. So that was pretty cool, you know, for the mucous membrane theme. And he always had a high mohawk. And I, I always, yeah. we, we always remember it helped, you know, you know, he would lay on the bed and we'd comb it out and get the hairspray out and spray it like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Possum, man. Yeah, yeah. Possum helped me start Killamora back in the day. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yes, man. Very, really, really cool, man. And Possum's still out there. He's still yeah, jamming. Yeah. He's still, he's still alive and kicking, man. He's, he's, he's making sure. it work. He just, I think right now it's just a matter of just having the right, the right people around to, yeah. to start the project. I know he's I always ready to him, jam. Yeah. I know he's always ready to jam. I know he's got some half stacks too. I've seen some of the videos or like when he's selling something, you know, he'll yeah. have a couple of half stacks and a nice couple of guitars, you know? Yes, man. So he's a rocker, man. He's I rocker. can't wait to see him do some more, making some more music around here. 
Was there anybody in your family? Did you have any, uh, did your parents maybe play instruments? Is well, that a lot of people uh, know that my grandfather, his name was uh, Beto Garcia. His name was Arbeto Garcia, but they called him Beto. And uh, he was a jazz drummer. So growing up, he always let my bands, you know, practice in the garage at his house three or four times a week for three hours straight, blasting, you know, music that he probably didn't like, but he was always <laughs> real encouraging. He'd be like, man, y'all guys sounded pretty tight tonight. He'd say he'd say stuff like, uh, "Hey, I noticed you had some new songs tonight. They wow. sound pretty good." Sometimes it'd be like, "Hey, do you have a different drummer?" Because like I can tell it's a different drummer, you know. And he'd be right. We'd have somebody else back there, and you know, he was very uh, how can I say it, encouraging. You know, he was into what you were doing for sure. He was just glad that we were doing music, you know. And yeah, he didn't care that the neighbors were kind of upset, you know, whatever. But <laughs> three hours, you know, a night, uh, three or four times a week, religiously you know, different bands. And he always encouraged us and let us practice there, man. Yeah. And, uh, but he was a jazz drummer. Of course, I didn't like jazz growing up, but uh, it was a big influence on me just watching him have gigs and go to gigs. And, you know, he, him and his buddies, uh, he's, my grandfather was one of the main founders of our Texas Jazz Festival. I was so, hoping you were going to get to that. Yeah. So every year as a kid, I would go to the jazz festival. Of course, I didn't like jazz. I was just there with my family, but after so many years, it grows on you. And then you realize, wow, it's not just jazz. There's all kinds of music going on, actually, that are jazz influenced. But yeah, that's one thing about our jazz festival here. It's not just straight jazz, you know, which is cool because not everybody loves straight jazz, you know, but everybody loves good music. Right. So, so I think they that's why, this, yeah, this jazz festival is, uh, how can I say it, successful because it has a variety of music, not just straight jazz, you know, right? music lovers. You know, maybe we should call it a music festival because that's kind of what it is. But uh, definitely heavily jazz influenced. Oh, you know? big time! But that's how you know people know me. He was a drummer, so as a kid, he always gave us drum lessons. He always wanted us to be a drummer. But when you're trying to learn jazz drums as a kid, it's kind of hard. There's a lot of uh, independence going on, you know. Yeah. But I remember one rhythm he would always instill in us was basically a swing pattern. That traditional jazz swing. Growing up, that you know the swing pattern on the ride. Just reminds me of my grandfather just growing up. And, you know, once uh, you hear that, yeah, it's like a it takes, you back, it takes you back because he would always have bands practicing at his, the house, too. So as a kid, I'd be there with my plastic drum set, like playing along with them, probably yeah. just banging, really. But, you know, I was always in the mix. So he was very proud and happy when I became a music major, you know, got a music degree. Yeah. and became a music teacher. He was really proud of that fact, you know. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. I so, can just imagine how I felt very yeah. encouraging throughout all that time. For and, sure, man. And, to uh, see, yeah. So he was very, uh, you know, he taught me and my brother a lot, you know, about yeah. when you get a gig, who makes what, how do you, who gets paid, who brings the equipment, who whose gig it is, you know, like he taught us the format the of, biz. of how it works. Yeah. The yeah. basic business. And when he was teaching these things, you know, I didn't really think too much of it. You know, I was like, yeah, pop, yeah, pop. You know, I, I'd listen to it, but I didn't think I'd be doing the same thing. You know, three right. years down the road, I was like, wow, now I know what he's dealing with. Now I know what he was talking about. Right. Well, exactly. It's what important. Yeah, for sure, yeah, man. All of you know, stuff. All the yeah. details. Because there's a, you know, when you have a band, you got personalities, you got different egos. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. There's you know, a lot, a lot to, uh, for it's sure. a, it's a lot to juggle, but it's all, it's always worth it. For sure, man. But, you know, there's a lot of little details and, and, and working with people and, and uh, uh, a lot of personalities. And not only in the band, but also with who you're booking with and, and, For and sure, everybody man. in the biz. And so you got to be very well-rounded, I think. And it, it just helps your success. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely got to... Uh, uh know the business you know right and, and uh make smart you know do the smartest thing possible make some good choices for yep. sure and and also ask people who have done it before you know because a lot Take of the uh, advice yeah yeah because a lot of people you know it's good to, to 
to get advice of people who've been down that same road, you know? That's right. That experience is uh, priceless. For sure. So like I said, my grandfather, jazz drummer, so he was a main musical influence, you know, in my family growing up. On my dad's side, he had some distant relatives that were actually musicians that we didn't really know about until recently. Wow. But, uh, but my dad himself didn't play any instruments. My mom played piano and she sang. Oh, so, right. so as a kid, she was always playing piano. And to punish me, she would make me like when I was in <laughs> trouble as a kid, she'd make me sit down there and listen to her play piano because she knew I hated it. Oh, man. Because I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to be playing with my toys or something. You know, back then it was the, the Green Machine Big Wheels, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I would just, she would say, my mom would tell me, you would sit there in your Big Wheel just so upset because I'd make you sit there for an hour as punishment and listen to me play for you. <laughs> on the other hand my little brother he loved it she said oh he loved when i played for him she said but you just couldn't stand it yeah oh man <laughs> only because i wanted to be playing outside with my friends you know right i get it I you get know it. how we grew up playing outside yes you know? <laughs> those were the actually the good old days I yeah yeah sure man big time so who got you into metal uh well like i said growing up man all our friends we love bands like scorpions uh judas priest you know yeah. acdc the classics you know my and my dad when i was a child he was into carlos santana a lot so he would always put on santana music uh you know and rock acdc yeah uh, as a kid i remember with my own allowance i think i bought these at kmart or maybe yeah kmart back in the day blue light special but with my own money <laughs> my first two albums that i bought were ACDC Back in Black and Van Halen, Van Halen. Ooh, Two classics right there, big man. Big time right there. I, I know, you know, I can't say I can play those all those songs, but I know in my head the whole album Back to uh, Back in Black, you yeah. know, every song, every riff, and just how it goes in my mind. And also Van Halen, Van Halen, that album. Just those like, are two classics right man, there. And so, yeah, those are the two first two, like, I bought with pride. Like, these are mine. I bought this with my money. Yeah. That's, <laughs> hey, that's a big deal. Yeah, I know what you those mean. Those are classic albums right there. So I grew up in that era of, you know, like, and, and as a as a kid, I like Kiss too, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm yeah. a big Kiss Remember fan. they had a movie? They had a Kiss movie yes. and everything. Yeah. So as a kid, I like Kiss, you know? It was yeah. awesome. Seeing them up there and rock out with the makeup and all that, the show. For sure. So I grew up with the concerts. classic bands. Yeah. So I got to see bands like at the Coliseum, like Accept, you know, Ooh, uh, yeah. and Dio. Dio. Saxon. Yeah. Uh, yes. Our, our buddy Rodney Mathis, he reminds me a lot when he posts old pictures, like of yeah, concerts. Yeah, man. Like, he met everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of those concerts, I was at the same you know, concert, like he yeah. posted Malmsting the other day. And I was like, man, I was at that Malmsting show. Over at the Ritz. At, at the Ritz in the, in the yeah. mid, mid 80s. And then uh, I was at the Metallica Wasp concert, you know, when they first oh, yeah. came. Right, the Lightning. Uh, and then, yes. you know, Coliseum stuff like Queensryche. Yeah, uh, I saw with my, Ozzy. Yeah, my, and it was I, didn't get, I didn't get to see Ozzy. When Ozzy came, I was still quite young, you know. I, I want to okay. say I was like 12 or 11 at that time when Ozzy came. Yeah. But uh, I, my first concert was Triumph. Wow. Rick Emmett Thunder Triumph. 7. I don't remember what tour it was, but I know he busted a string and playing the solo. I remember that. <laughs> But uh, I saw, I've seen I've seen Saxon at the Coliseum, Dio, Queensryche, uh, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. A, a couple of times yes. at the Coliseum. Somewhere in time tour. Yeah, I've seen uh, and in San Antonio, uh, I've seen Scorpions. Yeah, uh, long time ago. I mean, I've seen Def Leppard. I also like Def Leppard High and Dry. That's one of my favorite Def Leppard albums. Yeah, that's a cool. Oh, that, that was rock. Yeah, that's big a, time. Yeah. In fact, I told myself I want to I want to do. Uh, which What's, song? There's a song from there that I want to cover. I was just telling my drummer. Uh, Let it go. Uh, no, that's a good song too. But when it goes, uh, I don't know the lyrics, but it goes. Uh, 
Mr. Sitting looking pretty. Oh, yeah. Bring like, it on the heartbreak. Yeah, that's heartbreak. Yes, that would be a cool one to rock out. Oh, right? that's a hit right there. Yeah. Yes. I've been I've been listening to it and thinking how I can do a rendition of it, you know, with a three piece, you know. Ooh, uh, but that it, would I be think sharp. that'd be a cool song. Yeah. It's a cool song. You ever remember the uh, the ending of part of that where it kind of goes into an instrumental where it's got a hard edge to it? Uh, Mac, it's been so long. Uh, I uh, recently saw Def Leppard, me and my wife, at uh, were you in there? San Antonio. Uh, they played the, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, they played it yeah, just yeah, like that. yeah. Yeah, when I heard it, I was like, "Oh man, oh man, it was dude, awesome. that was the night." I, you know, like a lot of people analyze bands, or whatever. But that night, they took the show. I mean, they're just so professional. That's where I'm coming from. They, man. they had a timer on. You can tell those dudes are professional. The other yes. bands come out when they come out, but these dudes had a timer, countdown, everything's programmed. You know what I Flowed. mean? Yeah, and they are. They're like. They're like. They're, you know they rehearse. Hit I mean, you know they re hit yeah, those kids. Yeah, and so tight, wow. bro. So. I love seeing Vivian Campbell up there, just oh, like dude, we saw yeah, him back in the day yeah. with Dio. Hey, they do some nice guitar harmony stuff, dude. Ooh. It's just, yeah, it was just too what perfect. A, it was almost too perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that was awesome. one of the best shows of the year. Dude, last year yeah. was the stadium yeah. tour. Yeah, and Molly Crew, you know, they weren't. They put on a pretty good show. You know, yeah, Vince Neil. I want to say that voice. You know, his voice. He pretty much it. held up. Pretty much held up. You know, yeah. that night, a lot of people were ragging on him because, you know, it's tough, man, singing like that all on a tour. People don't realize, the expectations you know? are, yeah. are brutal, you know, yeah, for, from yeah. us concert goers, especially when we're dropping, you know, 200 bucks on the bottom end. Yeah. Just to get in yeah. there to see them all. For sure, man. But he he held up that night and considering also, you know, he's carrying around a lot of extra pounds. You know? Yeah, that's <laughs> a right. A lot of people are ragging on him and stuff. He but, did but, good. Yeah, I would say his voice held up for the most part. You know, nobody can be perfect and especially singing that high. Yeah. When you get older, you know, it's, you know how it is, man. You know how <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Belting it out is not as easy as it looks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so was it fair to say the Mucus Membranes was your first band? Yeah, I would say pretty much uh, right before that, me and Chibo had a little, you know, when we were in the garage practicing, we had a little band. I mean, we really ne didn't do much, but at first, my first band was called Melted Flesh. Oh, yeah, I love okay. that name, Melted yeah. Flesh. That was cool, like <laughs> Melted Flesh. And, yeah. then, and then at the time, you know, uh, we were also hanging out with Joey and uh, a lot of our friends were skaters. You know, we, we did skating. And that's where we're talking about my friend Edward Barretta. We call him Shredward because he used to shred on the half pipe. And he's a vocalist, right? Yeah, he was a vocalist. So I, I let you hear that little YouTube in case anybody's out there and they want to hear some mucus membranes. If you Google uh, on YouTube, uh, you search mucus membrane demo. There's a demo there with the mucus membrane. And uh, it has a yes. flyer, right? We saw a flyer with Annihilator yes. and uh, Rigor Mortis. Rigor Mortis. Rigor I remember Mortis that. Was, from at Houston area right there. Yeah. Yes. And I want to say... I could be wrong, but if that show was here, it was probably at Galvan Music. You're that probably ball, that right. Ballroom, that yeah. ballroom, yeah. Yeah, Mike Scacia on guitar for Rigor Mortis. Rest in peace, Mike, who went on to play with um, Ministry, Al okay. Jorgensen Ministry, yeah. especially. Uh, and uh, I got to I gotta give a shout out to that Lollapalooza tour that I, I got to see in 92 when Ministry came out with the Psalm 69. Oh, wow. And I made me a fan forever. Nice. After seeing the live band be able to pull off what I would always hear like a um what always was so industrial yeah was was amazing that was yeah. some good shit right there love mike's case so rigor mortis man when y'all yeah, first show that was crazy and then that's you, historic you, yeah and then you reminded me we'll get to this later but apparition opened up for uh cannibal corpse yeah you know? man I, and yes. i used to tell i was there that was yeah. a great show yeah you, I, I forgot where it was but you reminded me off of airs of yes the Flam place. they called the place the flamingo gotcha and it was right next door to la mana right there off of airs yeah and uh Man, it was a great show. You guys opened up, and then I believe it was Epidemic 
from Arizona, Unleashed from Sweden. Wow. Sw- Swedish death metal. And then, of course, Cannibal Course. Yeah, oh, that was crazy. Brutal. To me, the mutilated. Yeah. Yes. Killer show. You guys yeah. kicked ass. Yeah, that was a long time ago, man. Good old days. I got to say, I think that lineup would have been, uh, I want to say you had Oscar on bass. Oh, wow. And then uh, Henry on guitar, you on guitar, and Alonso got on you. drums. Got you. Oh, killer. Yeah. Killer. Rock the Flamingo. Yeah. Very proud that you guys are doing that show. Yeah, that was a good time. Earned man. it. Appreciate good that. Job. Yeah, yeah. Hell yes. Back in the day. So, you know, the different bands you kind of progressed through, it was uh, Mucus Membranes, and then next was... Yeah, so Mucus Membranes, like I said, like a lot of our friends were skaters, and we hung out with skaters, and, and uh, I was more of a BMXer, you know what I mean? But a lot of my friends yeah. were awesome on the half pipe, so that's why we were kind of into punk rock, DRI, you know, yeah. that kind of that, you know, that kind of music. So that's kind of the way Mucus Membranes started. But we also liked thrash, so we were kind of mixing punk stuff with thrash you know and then you yeah. know, after a while we just kind of went all thrash and that's when we uh changed up the style a little bit and developed a hypnotic state me yeah. me and joey and i think what chivo or dave lozano or no no me and chivo and uh chivo at the beginning yeah right? yeah yeah me chivo mm-hmm. and uh i think we got high man bass eventually right yeah hypnotic eventually state. for sure yeah 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 at first it was uh who's playing bass i remember for a little while we had brian uh, Brian Canales. Yeah, yeah, he was you know, okay. playing bass for. So then, he would have been the it, first one. Yeah, and then also you reminded me we had Oscar for a while. Yeah, that's, that's probably right. who we had for a while. Yeah, you know and mean? then Mark, of course, rest in peace, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark was killing in the vocals. I really love the fact that that, that uh, there was a uh, kind of like a a testament groove going on right there, man. Because yeah. I love testament, for and then sure. I kind of felt some elements of like Dark Angel too. For sure, an obituary. Yeah, and dude. then remember we mentioned a band last time we talked to Forbidden. Forbidden, uh, that's it's right. Like a heavier Big testament. Time. I yes, love that stuff. Bro. Yeah, man. Good times. I think I I actually went down to the valley with you guys when y'all went to uh, maybe it was Edinburgh when y'all opened for Watchtower. Oh wow, that was a killer show. Wow, killer man. I, I remember just, doing several shows in the valley. You know, back down there they really they they have oh, a good metal. scene. Huge yeah, yeah. If your bands go down there now, dude, they would just they love that stuff. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? It's always good over there. They take good care of people over here. Yeah. And uh so let me tell you, or you tell me, what made you want to become a teacher? Yeah, so I started off in college as a computer programming major. That's when programming started coming about in high school. That seemed like yeah, the right yeah, thing to yeah, get into. Yeah. So when I was young, I loved that, man. In computer class, they were showing us how to build simple programs. So uh I was into that. So I went to college with uh programming degree in mind but i also wanted to you know learn how to read music study classical guitar yeah you know because you know everybody loved randy Rhodes, and you know always heard how he studied classical guitar and yeah and, and, and right. i always wanted to study classical guitar because you know how a lot of the metal songs have cool intros kind of like metallica stuff you know, right with the, with the mellow stuff metallica the used a lot of theory and sure. composition for sure they had a lot of great ideas where they mixed the melodic with the heavy you know which a lot of bands do now you know what i mean but they were one of the first to really and also it was good dude and that was a iron maiden you know they had those little yes. mystical kung fu parts time. so yeah i was interested in getting into classical guitar so i can add some of that to our to our stuff you know what right I mean? and also i wanted to learn as much as i could about music so after a while uh I switched over majors from a programming major to a music major because the music classes were getting harder and more developed and it required more time. Same yeah. thing with the computer classes of those programs. As they get more advanced, they require more time. You run the program. It doesn't work. You got to run it again. You got to problem solve. You know what I mean? So yeah. anyway, so 
both majors were requiring too much time. So obviously I stuck with music. And then I said, hey, I'm going cool. to college to get a job to make money. So if you're going to study music, it's only logical that you get a music degree and a certification to teach because how is you going to make money with your music degree? Know what right. Because I mean? a lot to of make that steady income, the for salary. Sure, yeah, for sure. Because as a musician, you know, you don't need a degree to make money with music. But right. if you want to uh, do Does both, it, if you want to do both, be a performer, you know, and also have your credibility, you know, to study your craft in college. And then, right. as, and then as well, like I said, if I want to, you know, the only reason I went to college was to get a degree that makes some type of decent income. Right. So for sure. Yeah. And then also I've always liked teaching, you know, like people taught me and I like learning and I also learn from my students, you know, so yeah. I, as you're in, you know, me for like teaching, especially with guitar players that play guitar already, it's kind of like you're learning from each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a yeah, lot of, yeah. a lot of these young kids, you know, they're good, you know, so I'd learn, uh, that's one thing I miss about teaching high school guitar. I used to learn a lot from my students, you know. They'd be playing a riff and I'd be like, man, that's pretty cool. Who is that? And they'd be like, oh, it's this new band. I'd be like, hey, show me that riff, you know. And yeah. Just, once you internalize it, man, you just learn something new. I would learn from my students all the time. You know what I mean? So uh, so teaching was always like second nature. I like that, you know. And, yeah. and I also, I'm still a student myself. You know, I like to learn stuff. Now we got YouTube. So whenever I got free time, I'll just go on YouTube and I'm a student for a few minutes. You know what I mean? Or if I want to learn a song, instead of like picking it out by ear, which takes a little longer, just find somebody playing it on YouTube, you know? And right. now, I don't know if you know, on YouTube, you can slow down the videos. Uh, Whoa. Uh, yeah, you can slow down the video and it doesn't change the pitch. Yeah. So you can see what they're doing in slow-mo time. Oh, you know what I mean? That's why best. I tell these young kids, y'all got no excuse not to be <laughs> to good. Be able to get it. Yeah, if you want to do it, it's there for you because you can slow the video down. They're zoomed in. You can see their fingers. You know, there's every, a lot of there's a lot of young tool kids. at their at you know at their fingertips yeah. nowadays to then, get it done. And not only that, and then you you know they have the tab for it as well. You yes. know? So it's out there, man. If you really want it, it's out there. You know. Yeah. But so that's how I became a teacher because I wanted to uh, have a career that paid decent money and everything was music related. So I'm very fortunate in that sense that I you know because a lot of people know me just as a musician, you know, performer. But right. I've also been a teacher pushing 28 years now. 28 yeah. years man that's yeah. that's awesome in a few more years i can actually retire but i told my friends why would i retire i'm teaching music <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? i'm not I'm doing what i love to do yeah so i'm not gonna retire for a while god willing you know thank goodness <laughs> thank goodness because you can bring a lot to the t you've always brought a lot yeah. and your your sincerity and your love for music yeah. to be able to share that with the kids that you're doing it with now um it's just the perfect example of paying it forward yeah for sure man and now and you're going to be able to see these kids later on you know 10 you know 10 years yeah. or more and you know they're going to surprise you man you might be running gigs like hey man i was i was just there last week now you get now you're playing there yeah exactly you know, one bro. thing kind of leads to yeah. another after a while no for sure man i like to get my students gigs especially you know yeah if, if it's something just like you bro like you know i called you what so many months ago and i said tony why aren't you playing a Brewster, man? They need to have Headbangers Ball Night there, and your band needs to do it. And you're like, yeah, yeah we want to play. I go, you know what? I know the guy. We made it happen, bro. We made it happen, happen. all right. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. So definitely, you know, and like you said, paying it forward. You know, I love to help out friends, even guys I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's some young bucks out there. I reached out to them and tell them, hey, give me a call, man. I'll, you know, I'll help you get some gigs that, yeah. that actually pay money. <laughs> that's hey you know what i mean that's 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 so kick-ass yeah. of you man even, even though you and i would do a gig for no money because we just love doing it right but yeah you know if they're making money why can't we make a little money of course <laughs> man we just have some fun doing what we love to do yeah man yes. so for sure man paying it forward but that's how it started you know so we went from uh 
it's crazy because you know i grew up playing speed metal my whole family heard me yes. practicing hours a day yeah. every speed metal and now they're like what you're playing country music yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't only play country music but of course i do play a lot of country because that's what people like you know and uh, and i'm like yeah i don't know how i went from uh beneath the remains to neon, right. to neon moon <laughs> to the neon moon eh? they're both hits yeah and that's what sure. matters man you're playing yeah. to the crowd no and, for sure bro and as an artist you know uh, when, when it comes to uh uh capitalizing on our talents we gotta go out there and yeah, give the man. people what they want for sure man so yes uh so, so i i do miss you know the speed metal i i miss the you know our set of just your best finest yes riffage you know what i mean and right uh, you know just tearing it up i miss that you know, any chances of, of you maybe even doing man something yeah. like that of, of anything i've been telling myself i need to add a couple <laughs> of you know like at the end of our set or something add because a lot of times i'll finish uh like we'll finish a set, right? Yeah. And at the end, we'll do like a little medley. Like we were doing this Black Sabbath medley. Whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We started off with uh, what it was the first riff. Uh, oh, uh, Green uh, Sweet Leaf. Do do. Oh, yeah. So at the end of a song, yeah. you know, the drummer's going. We're finishing, and then I'll just break into the do do. And so we play we play those first two riffs, right? And then after that, I go into Iron Man. Yes, and then after Iron Man, we go into Paranoid. So it's like oh, a little melody. It's that's, like a little medley, and people, yeah, we people start. And I'm not even singing; we're just doing the riffs, and people are like, "Yeah." And then, <laughs> and then we break, and like, okay, we're gonna take a break. They're like, "Oh man!" Like you, you just yeah, got them yeah, started, yeah, exactly. Right? I'm like, well, stick around for the second set, you know. So keep them wanting it's, it's more. It's easier, yeah. And often at the end of a set, I play the riff to Rain and Blood. And me and the drummer will we'll be right back. We're gonna take a break, and people are like, "What?" You know what I mean? After hearing, you know, I love that. Yeah, after hearing reggae music, country music, pop music, and then we end with a heavy metal med, you know, medley. Real and quick, then, yeah, and then I get the little Slayer riff, and we're taking a break, and people look back like, "Oh, come on, dude!" Yeah, <laughs> it's hard for Slayer fans to, not to get the fulfillment when you give them a little teaser for like sure. that. Sure, and then I, I make jokes like, "Well, I'm not really joking, but I'm serious." But I'm like, "Hey." Uh, you know, slap a tip on the hip. You never know what we'll play, buddy. That's right. Oh, <laughs> or man. when they say, finish that song. I'm like, dude, that's a $100 song. You want to hear that song? And then they get quiet real quick. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I get it. I get <laughs> but, it. But I do want to add, like, I I told myself, uh, I wanted to do, uh, what's it called? Do down down Pantera. Uh, oh, walk. Yes, that yeah. would be a cool one to end cool this set with. Jam right there. At the right time. Like, you know, we play at Cassidy's, so I can rock out at Cassidy's. Even at Rocket, sometimes, you know, I can rock yeah. out. It depends on the crowd, you know. Right. That's what's cool about it. what the Addy Cats do. You know, we can we could play rock all night if we have to, you know, not super metal like what you do, but you know, Nirvana, yeah, Ch Chili Peppers, uh, good you know, stuff, yeah, yeah, Beastie Boys, uh, Fight for Your Right, you know, rock songs like that, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, kind good of good party rock. jam, but yeah, yeah, good party jam. So that's what's cool. We we know a lot of tunes like that, and then at the same time, we know we know that people want to dance country sometimes. You know, uh, it's cool. I like to switch it up. You know, keeps yeah. it keeps it interesting. You never know what we're gonna play. You know. Right. A lot of times we'll start off uh, knocking on heaven's door. People like that song. I do a song uh, or two from uh, Weezer. Cool. Island in the Sun's a popular song. We oh, do, that's we, a good yeah, one. I like we, that. We do that song. Of course, do about three or four Chili Pepper songs. Yeah. Uh, Santeria, of course, you know, songs like that. Uh, I even go back to some 80s, like the love song from The Cure. Oh, that's a good boom, one. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Love I do that a kind line. of rock style. I don't, yeah. I don't sing exactly like he does, but yeah. That's good, man. 
Well, I tell you what, I want to get to the next part, man. I got to congratulate you on making on the South Texas Walk of Fame with Latin Talk. Oh, man, appreciate that, bro. That I, I forget so about that sometimes. But yeah, that's a an honor to, to say, hey, we have a star. You know what I mean? Like I tell Big people, time. it doesn't. It's more like bragging rights. It doesn't make me for a better real? musician. But yeah, we worked hard for it. You know, I think yeah. we, we put out two CDs, uh, one in 2000 or maybe one in in 1999 and one in 2000, you know, and it was original Latin, instrumental Latin guitar music, you know? Yes. And then after a while, people want to dance to that. So we kind of evolved into a salsa Latin jazz band, you know, which is fun because my brother, I don't know if people know, my brother's our piano player and our musical arranger. But yeah, so Latin Talk started with me doing Latin guitar music. It went from studying classical guitar at Del Mar College, right? And at that time, when I was finishing my degree, we still had apparition together. And then I started writing like Latin, instrumental Latin guitar stuff, kind of like Gypsy Kings and Strunz and Farah, that kind of music. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of music, you know, like shredding guitar with a Latin rhythm section, you know? Yeah. And uh, so people liked it, you know, they wanted, and it was popular at that time, really popular. So we were playing in restaurants. So I was able to have gigs and get paid playing instrumental music, which was cool, you know? Right, and, uh, yeah. So I never really <clears throat> sang or nothing like that. And uh, so we were doing that. So I went from classical guitar which kind of helps you build a technique to play this kind of a hybrid style of Latin guitar, like flamenco meets classical, something in the middle. Yeah. And <clears throat> so we got into that and that's how Latin talk started. And then before you know it, people started wanting to dance, you know, cause we got a Latin rhythm section. <clears throat> so that's how we kind of evolved into a, a salsa band. You know what I mean? Yeah, Latin yes. jazz and salsa, which was a lot of fun. I and mean, we still like doing that. Latin talk is still together, but we mostly do private events cause it's a big band, you know, it's kind of expensive. How many for, pieces? Well, we have an, a ten-piece band, and then we wow. can, and then we can also play as six guys. My brother would okay. do the horn parts on the keyboard, but it sounds much better when you have a horn section. You know, at least three Whoa. horn players. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we do our thing when when the time is right, or for a yeah. festival. We did Dia de los Muertos. We used to do Dia de los Muertos when it started for three or four years straight, and then they got some other people booking the music, and you know, they went a different route. And then this year, I was trying to get my Alley Cats band in, and they told me, hey, we're going with the Latin theme. How about Latin talk? I was like, hey, great. Yeah, we'll do it. So we nice. just did it. That was a nice festival. It was a good turnout. A lot of people were, people were dancing in the streets. We had a good time. And then uh, yeah. also, also, we play every single day mile at Surf Club. Oh, cool. So that'll be coming up in May. And then I'm also talking about Brewster's downtown, where you guys jam. Uh, they're kind of interested in doing Havana nights one night, you know, like maybe Whoa. once every once every three or four months or something, have yeah. a Havana night where people can go and get cigars and have Havana food, you know what I mean? And then and have, and, and the have a dance. Yeah, have a dance. Yeah. I'd love to play on that sound system. I bet it would sound massive. You know, at Brewster's downtown, yes. that sound system is, yeah, uh, our trio sounds monstrous on that oh, sound system. Oh, dude, I could just, yes, yeah. big time. Uh, but so, yeah, that's how. And then the star was, you know, was a nice surprise for us. I can't remember exactly the year, maybe 2012, I think. It's like if you look it yeah. up, it's one it, of the it, first stars out there. Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't. It was like kind of when they started, kind of early. So we were very blessed to have that. And they put it by my grandfather's star. He has a star, being you know one of the main founders of the Texas Jazz Festival. Yeah. He got a star, and also they have the Texas Jazz Festival Society star. And all all of ours are like right behind Water Street, right there in that little strip. Yes. And they kind of put mine by my grandfather. So that was that was pretty nice. So you have a brother that plays with you also yeah, in that my, band? Yeah, my brother's our piano player and wow. uh, excellent musician. He's always been a musician. He grew up, you know, going to play in band. And yeah. he, he went to Chula Vista where they had multiple music classes oh, per yeah. day. So he played piano. He plays violin. You know, my brother uh, has played many instruments, a percussion. He thinks he's a drummer also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he's very talented. And um, so he's our musical director, writes out all our charts for... Uh, 
you know, because we play cover songs and yeah. Latin talk, but you can't just get that music. You know what I mean? You right. gotta buy it from somebody. So my yeah. brother transcribes it, you know, uses Pro Tools, breaks it down and transcribes it piece by piece, which is a lot of work, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so he's the one who uh, basically our musical director, you know, who puts okay. the music together for us to play. Any other family in that band? Uh, no, just uh, me and my brother. And, you know, so basically it's our band, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we started Very off cool. uh, many, many, many years ago. You know what I mean? Uh, like when I was at Del Mar. So it was funny when I was finishing my degree, uh, that's when Henry was kind of moving to Austin action, you know, and okay. apparition, you know, uh, we, we kind of weren't jamming too much anymore. You know? But Henry was always into the Latin stuff. I would show him demos, yeah. cass cassettes, bro. I would show him cassettes <laughs> of the Latin stuff I was writing. He's, he, On the jam box. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He liked it. He was, oh man, that sounds cool, bro. Cause it's, you know, it's like shred music, you know what I mean? Latin, oh, but with a diff. lot of guitar work, yeah. you know what I mean? So uh, those are the good old days. And uh, we used to play at Surf Club a lot. People yeah. like, you know, and back then it was something different. So people like the Latin beat, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but like I said, we still do that because a lot of people ask me, hey, what happened in the Latin talk? I go, hey, well, we're still around. We just do mostly festivals and private events when people can pay. That's you right. Know what I mean, yeah, because it's a, a lot gig. of work, you know, bigger PA, a lot of mics, a lot of chords, you know, it's kind of a pain in the neck to run sound. But, I get it. But if people are willing to, so we did a couple of things during December for some private parties. I went, saw that. Yeah, it went pretty good. That's great. Yeah. Uh, one of the groups that hired us, they wanted country and Latin. So that was perfect because the Alley Cats are basically inside of Latin talk, you know. Oh, so, is that right? Yeah. So that night we did like five salsa songs and then we did like two, three country songs. Yeah. And then uh, we did that kind of rotation all night long. So that was cool. Very cool. Yeah, Alley Cats is part of that. Comes in handy. Very yeah, cool. Hey, sure. that's yeah. very cool. I like for that sure, a lot. Man. So let me let me also get that. How many years have you already been doing the Texas Jazz Festival? Man, uh, so Latin Talk has been on our 22nd year, I think. I think wow, we just did our dude. 22nd year straight, bro. Yeah. yeah. And I think this year might have been the 61st or 60th. Yeah, I want to say the 60th or 61st. Yeah. Damn, a third of the time you've already been there. Well, yeah, one of the longest free-running jazz festivals in the United States, if not the longest-running free jazz, jazz festival in the United States. I think you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The longest and the free, the freest and, you know, to have it here in Corpus, that's yeah. that's huge. For sure, man. It's man. a it's a big draw. People come down for that festival. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'll mention, so after we did, me and Joey, we, we developed a hypnotic state. And we were together for many, many years. And then Joey also was moved out of town. You know, he moved to the Austin area. Yeah. But uh, at the time, uh, at one point in hypnotic state, we have Dave Lozano playing uh, drums for us. And by nice. then, and by then, we stole Hyman from your band, remember? Yes. <laughs> we got yeah. Hyman to play with hypnotic state. So uh, you got him from malignancy. Yeah. And prior to that, Dave would have played with Devastation. So, you know, I can't say that I met Henry through Dave, but might have been, you know, because uh, Dave had jammed with Henry and then like Henry wanted to put something together. You know what I mean? Because he yeah. was like not in devastation anymore. And he he's a jammer. He just wanted to jam with people. He wanted who to stay could, busy. Who could, yeah. Who could learn his songs, you know? Yeah. So Dave and me and Jaime and him got together and we just felt we were the new power quartet, bro. You were. We were like, oh man, now we didn't, you know, uh, Everybody could carry their own weight. That's in, right. In other words, yes. you know, and Henry write, wrote two or three songs a week, you know, on a three string guitar, you know <laughs> what I mean? And, uh, and he liked it because like he can show me the song one day and, you know, I wouldn't have it down that first night, but by the end of the second night, 
and have it down. You got it. Yeah, that's because I'd go home and practice it all day, all night. Remember, I was just talking about how each song had like 10 or 15 rhythms. So yeah. it's not like learning one riff, you know what I mean? <laughs> so he would show me all the riffs. I'd go home and work them up to tempo. And then we'd come yeah. back the next day and put the song together. And he liked that, you know? And by then he was like, I wrote another one. Yeah. And then, you know, he showed me the riffs again, go home that night, you know, play guitar all night and come back the next day and play two songs. That's why you guys yeah. got so good because you had somebody like Henry that was just yeah. growing and developing Pumping so fast songs, that yeah. you all were like, all right, I'm going to keep up. Yeah, I got yeah. this. So it was Very, fun, you know, it was fun. And before you know it, we got in a routine and, you know, building a set and everything's original. And, yeah. and then I had a lot of, like, I'd show Henry, what do you think about this riff? He's, oh, that's a cool riff, dude. I'm going to write a song with that riff. I'd show him like two riffs. Yeah. And then he'd come back with a song, you know, with those two riffs in it, <laughs> plus another eight riffs of his. Yeah. And, and then we'd have a song, you know, but anything would spark him, you know what I mean? Yeah. I give him a good riff. He's all, oh, dude, yeah. And then he came, look, I wrote a song with that riff, you know, or I started a song with that riff or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. I remember one point when he was helping out Cannibal Corpse, I had showed him a few riffs and he he showed Cannibal and they wanted to use a couple of the riffs. Oh, and Henry goes, nah, I, I, can't, I can't use those. That's from our band. I told Henry, <laughs> I don't care if you got to use those riffs. Dude, go ahead. But, go for it. Go yeah, write more. But, but that was pretty cool. And he said, yeah, I showed him uh, a couple of riffs that I had wrote. And he's uh yeah, they liked it. They wanted to squeeze in one of their songs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know Henry was over there recording the Maury Sound Studio where wow. they had recorded. Oh, so, wow. yeah, I'm sure they're hanging out, you know, uh, yeah. with Scott Burns over there in Florida and, and him, you know, showing them a, a thing or two. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, so that's how uh, that's how Apparition got started, because, you know, Dave and Henry had worked together. Yeah. And, and both of them were out of devastation and they're both want to play. You know what I mean? And yeah. And then I had Hyman can play anything, you know what I mean? On bass. And, and yeah. so like, you know, uh, so it was a good team. Perfect. Henry, fit yeah. Right yeah. There. Yeah. Henry liked it because I could learn a riff. And then also he liked the idea of two lead guitars. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we could both play some leads and. My yep. leads weren't too hot back in the day. They're still not, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but we had fun, man. It was it was good, and I missed. You know, remember I was telling you I had a VHS of uh, apparition, apparition at zeros. Yes, which Dillo, Dillo has. Uh, Dillo. If you're out there, Dillo. We need to get that VHS wherever it's at. Pull it out of storage, Dillo. <laughs> I, I had another. I have another VHS of us playing, and it was at remember Club Fifty Four. Club yeah, Rio. It right was a there. show there. They started having rock bands yeah, play there. Yeah. yeah. So I had a video. And the uh, visual part of it's pretty good, but it was so loud it was distorted. Back then, those v VHS that cameras was a big, didn't have a that recording was the bitch level. About it, yeah, it didn't have a recording level. Yeah. So if you were right by the speakers, it was all it distorted. It came out noisy. Yeah, and we were so loud back then. Like, and no matter where you were in that club, it was going to be loud. So right. that video is distorted. But man, but I remember it was a jam that night. I wish we would have had it. Oh you know? yeah. Uh, back then they didn't have those cheap. Like now you can buy a hundred, two hundred dollar little recorder, plug into your mixer, and then you can record the band. Right, you know what I mean? Like to see what it sounds you sound like. Beautiful, and it sounds pretty decent. I mean, it's pretty clean. You know, yeah. it's gonna catch everything. Your mistakes too, but yeah. but it's pretty clean. So back then, you know, we didn't really have that. You know, maybe a cassette recorder, right? Joe <laughs> jam boxes. You know, yeah. making making garage recordings for sure, man. So apparition <laughs> was fun, man, and and we really liked that band. That band had a lot of potential. You know what I mean? Was that your last metal band? Yeah, that was the last metal band, and that was a band I, I was finishing college with. You know, when I started teaching, not that I was gonna quit playing but it's like henry was moving you know what i mean yeah and, and i was you guys uh, were growing yeah into, for sure into careers yeah for sure and i was branching out to uh you know latin music and my classical degree my first gigs that i started yeah. doing as a soloist was just like playing classical guitar i used to play at luciano's remember the old luciano's, luciano's down the street from sound vibrations yeah, it was like next door yeah. yeah remember so i used to play classical guitar in one of the rooms and freddie mclean uh what's his name's dad uh from sweet daddy 
Oh, Nathan's dad. Nathan's dad, dude, incredible guitar player. Uh, yeah. yeah. His dad's awesome. And he would be playing jazz in the other room, Freddie McLean. Badass. And he was always real uh, nice to me, you know what I mean? Treated me real cool, yeah. very complimentary, but he was really the maestro. You know what I mean? But I was playing classical pieces. And at the time, you know, practicing four or five hours a day, classical guitar, you know, like I had a pretty decent sound. Started you know? getting better. Yeah. Now, you know, now that I'm not teaching classical guitar at Moody, my classical guitar playing has kind of declined. You know what I mean? Because that's something you got to do every day. To keep it's, those kind of chops yeah, up like for that. For sure. Yeah. It's a different animal. You know what I mean? Yep. Just like any style, you know, just like metal. You know, I could still play metal. I could still pick pretty fast. But yep. when I hear the old demos like we're hearing right now, it's like, man, I can't believe Ooh. I would I would gallop at That's that sample. You know, James Hetfield style. You know what I mean? Now right. I, I could do a little bit of that, but it's kind of rusty. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you could be there, man. It's just yeah. a matter yeah, of just... It would take a couple hours a day, you know, for right. about little, six little months. little conditioning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not even six months. Dude. For sure. You get it quicker than that. For I know sure. it. The, the left hand is in shape but the right hand you know that takes yeah that big. wrist man yeah for sure Thrash metal is, I, yeah it's, it's a real neck to have that, sure. those, those triplets for like sure that. you gotta relax <laughs> you know you gotta be relaxed and you gotta have stamina you yep. know what i mean yeah a lot of control going on for right sure, there man, yes. for sure so i gotta ask you what was your first concert so uh like me as a kid going to a concert Triumph. Remember I said Triumph? I saw Triumph at the Coliseum. Ah, that was my Triumph. first concert. I was probably like 14. Who else was on that bill? I don't remember, man. I, it it could have been, I don't know if this bill is probable, but maybe Triumph and Saxon? Or okay. maybe maybe it was Triumph and Dio? Uh, I couldn't, I don't remember. I just remember Triumph was my first concert. I don't remember who else. I used to save all those tickets, you know what I mean? But yeah. after the years, I just kind of lost them or you know didn't care anymore. But uh, I want to say I was 14 or 15 years old. And what so, was your favorite concert over there at the Coliseum? Man, yeah, it's tough. But it was at the all the Iron Maiden, you know, saw some epic Iron Maiden shows there. You Did know you see I mean? the Number of the Beast tour I with, with say, Scorpions and Girl School? What year was that? Mm, you know that sounds that sounds familiar that was a big yeah because right i remember you said girl or, school and i remember like one one time they were on a bill it was a peace show. of mind i want to say i saw both okay yeah I want and to say the, I saw both. Peace of Mind was an awesome that album. That was an awesome That's the, one. Was that the yes. one with the brain on the yes. cover? Yeah. That, Revelation, that was, Still yeah. Life, Yeah, uh, Where Eagles Dare. Yeah. And I want to say. The Trooper. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Hit after hit. Yeah. I remember I've seen Dio there, uh, Saxon. Um, it's been a while. You know, what about Loudness? Did you catch that one? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I saw Fastway. Ooh, Fast, I saw Fastway there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, every time when you mention things, it kind of like jogs the memory. It's like, right. oh, you know what? I know I've seen uh, that. That takes us back, man. Those are the good old days, Michael, where, yeah. you, where you wasn't you didn't have reserved seating, especially hey, on the floor over there at the Coliseum. And you, you had to go and wait in line. And, and Chivo was real good at this, me and him, right? I hate to confess this, but you remember how the concert tickets were always rainbow colored? Yeah. Right? Remember how yeah. they all had the same, every concert would have that same background on the ticket it was right. like rainbow I'm color trying to think of what what the well here's the, the thing. company was yeah but here's a ticket yeah that's okay it. so yeah. uh those tickets are always the same color and when people are getting in line on the concert the people at the door they're in a hurry they just remember they would tear your ticket right. and there wasn't a they were kind of tear they were kind of tear it in half and you keep half and they keep half but yep. you would always try to get them to pair the edge off so you could still keep the name on the, the ticket name. right yeah so yeah me and chiba we would have like two halves from two different concerts and we would glue them together, bro. Oh, shit. Like, just real carefully together. Yeah. And then when you go in, they don't even check it, bro. They just rip it. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we would do that sometimes and it would work like a that charm would work, yes yeah. because the lines are long and people are like want to get in you're right and they're in a hurry and it's just back then there was no scanning it or nothing different. like that it was just a ticket that you tore in half they're, and if it looked like a Ticketron, it was rainbow. That's good enough yeah. for them. So, man, I, we've got in several concerts like that. Damn. <laughs> well, you know, I got a little story about that too, because that, that that was also during the time of Craig's Record Factory. Yes. And so uh, I lived by there in that same neighborhood. So I would go dumpster diving over there at Craig's to to find a bunch of promotional posters and shit yeah, like yeah. that. So one time I actually found like three tickets or two uh, um, that were all a uh, Ticketron, but yeah. they were blank. And I actually used them to get into the uh, theater of pain. Oh, nice! Show over there. So they yeah. were just the the the, the just, paper. Yeah, it was blank. They didn't have any print yeah. on them whatsoever. <laughs> so it was a perfect example, of just how you hey, said you could type right on care. that. <laughs> yeah. I got a I got a pencil and I just copied it off another friend's uh, ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was you know my mom had a had punished me and she took away my ticket. That was those were the days where I had to do something and my mom was like, you know what? All right, what do you want? I want a ticket to go see Motley Crue. Yeah. Well, you got to mow the yard for the next three weeks. Yeah. All right, so I do that and she buy me the ticket. Well, I did something, I fucked up and she she ripped the ticket. So I was like, oh use shit. Use your blank. I used my blank. <laughs> I used my blank. I said, hey, I'm going to go over and hang out over at Dave's house all day. Yeah. And what I did, I walked from my house over there by a, by uh, Staples, well, Everhard and SPID, all the way downtown to the Coliseum, yeah. dude. Man, and I made it. Made, and then, yeah. you know, we always knew a bunch of a bunch of friends. So I got in line, uh, you know, probably was like maybe 100th in line, but the line was going across a, around the building. For sure. But yeah, got in there, used the, the, flake, the fake ticket yes, as well. Yes, we, we and did it that was a couple there, of times, bro. We just rocking. Yeah. I thought maybe you were going to tell me that you and Chivo would sneak in through the, uh, the girls' restroom. I was going to say that. I knew that I was, was another say, way guys yeah, would get in there. Lot, uh, yeah, I remember a lot of times kind of like, you know, one of us get in or we buy one ticket, one of us get in, and then the other one open the window. Open the window. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. People yeah, would sneak in through the those restroom. Good old yeah. tricks. Whatever it yeah. took to go rock. I, I think we stuck. I stuck mostly to the ticket trick because it worked pretty good. Once you went to a couple of shows, you just use your halves. Yeah. I mean, you're going to lose and that you ticket. You find stuff. someone in there. You, you find yeah. someone on the floor. Oh, good. That's the next For one. For sure, man. So yeah. good old days. But the Coliseum, that was a, a great concert venue, man. Good times. Yeah. I, good I, times. I, I missed Ozzy. I was like, I was probably a little younger. I was probably like 12 or something. Yeah. I saw Ozzy, Ozzy on uh, The Ultimate Sin. That was the last time uh, Metallica ever had to who, open who for anybody. Who was playing guitar when you saw Ozzy? Jakey Lee. Okay. Oh, and he's awesome. I, and then I saw him on um, Bark of the Moon. Gotcha. There's remember, another Jakey Lee. Remember when Jakey Lee, not a couple of years ago, came to House of Rock? Yes. Yeah. I didn't check him out, but I saw some people yeah, posting videos. Dude. Yeah. Badlands, right? Great. Yeah. Great guitar player, man. Great guitar player. He man. couldn't even get songwriting credit. I don't know if you saw that. He couldn't even get songwriting credit. You Back know, in the days yeah. of Ozzy? Yeah. They just Damn. paid him a flat fee, you know what I mean? Sharon, I suppose Sharon, Sharon was, was the Sharon's one who said, like, hey, you know, I thought these I are, heard these about are, that. These are Ozzy songs, you know what I mean? I saw a documentary the other day. Yeah. And like, he couldn't even get, you know, Ooh. credit. Yeah. It's kind of cold blooded. I'm sure Very, they paid him. It you is cold blooded. Yeah. Nowadays, it doesn't rock, it doesn't yeah. fly. It yeah, doesn't because fly. He, he wrote on all those riffs. I mean, Ozzy's great at writing some yeah. lyrics, but. But Jake, us musicians are more protective with our, with our, yeah, with our, nowadays, our music. Yeah. Yeah. nowadays we had to learn the hard way and there's yeah. a lot of people that got burned along the and way. dude and now with all the mp3 downloading and all that it's just tough to make money to make anything just, yeah tours really, tours are where they really make their money yeah they're making pennies yeah. bro mm -hmm. and a lot of people want to you know bash the the music uh, apps you know the, those companies but man it's really not their fault neither you know what i mean like, yeah they're just trying yeah they're just trying to provide a service as well. So for sure, it's it's just tough to make money that way. That's why the the touring is where the really bands 
make their living. You know what I mean? That's where they have to do it exactly. And, and bands like Metallica were just out there grinding it, and that's that's it's proven fact that if you go out there and you you grind every freaking day and make that your mission in life to yeah. be the biggest band in the world, you can do it. Yeah, but, it's tough but work, you got to outwork everybody else. Yeah. People don't know life on the road is not. It's a know. lot of sacrifice. Oh, dude, You're not yeah, around. Dude. Your family's not going to see you. It's, it's it's tough traveling. I mean, it sounds fun for two weeks, trust me, yeah. three at the most. But after that, traveling, you know, bus and and flying and you know and uh, you know, it's yeah, yeah. And then you, you got to really be in yeah. it. And then if you're not in it to you know, win it, yeah, if you're tired from traveling and there's a show, too bad. You got to get it up. Put you your, know what I mean? Put your game face on. Yeah, for sure, man. That's right. Yeah, so uh, it's tough for bands, especially you know, put out music and then not to you know make much money off it. But right, lucky you know they make their money during the tours. But yeah, you got to go out there and get it, man. It doesn't come just naturally, you know. And that's why I like to uh, go to concerts and I like to buy a T-shirt. Yeah, you know, I want to get it. I want to get something with the dates on it to remember it. I like buying sure. a souvenir and uh, if supporting the, artist, the band. Yeah, if they got vinyl, I'm a vinyl connector, so yeah. I'm gonna buy one of those too. And, it's uh, nice how vinyl's coming out and you know getting a lot of these younger kids into uh yeah. music that's the thing also about the game uh was it the the game they play with oh the guitar. yeah like guitar Rock, hero guitar hero yeah yeah so a lot of my students would always say what do you think about guitar hero does it help you with guitar playing i was like not really but i like guitar hero because it shows these kids these songs right. you know a lot of kids growing up yeah. I, I like i'll play a little riff of a song they're like i know that song i go well, yeah how do you know this song from your parents or what they're going no from guitar hero Hey, I'll you know, take it. Yeah, like Switch Out of Mind, ACDC. Right. Scorpions. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm that. Yeah, Rocky Like a Hurricane, right? Yeah. A lot of these kids, the only reason they know about that music is because Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero, you know? that's so right. That's one reason I like that because it's kind of like music history yes. for the kids, you know? And that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. And, they're, and they're having fun playing games, you know what I mean? That's cool. Yes. Uh, but uh, The but worlds the, are colliding. Yeah, you know? the, but the music history, man. And then also, you know, a lot of people are, are tired of Stranger Things because they're playing Master Puppet. But hey, <laughs> you know, we, you know, I tell these kids, guys, before you even born, I was already playing this song. Yeah, so my kids the other right? day, my elementary kids, uh, I took my guitar to school just to show them a little bit. Uh -huh. And I started playing Master of Puppets. They thought I was Steve Vai. They That's right. Like, yes. They were blown away. And I go, guys, I go, I don't remember the whole song. I said, but, you know, here's like the whole half, first half of it. Uh, yeah, and then uh, they were like, "Wow!" I was like, "Guys, I was painting this song like yep. before your were twinkling your parents' eyes." Yeah, <laughs> hey, but it was a big deal for us when it came for out. sure, man. So I don't hate on deal. it, you know. I'm like, "Hey, good man, uh, Master of Puppets." You know, uh, now it's being played a lot. You know what I mean? So it's, right. making, it's making money for the band, and like, hey, great! Like, you know, they probably got. Uh, oh, you know, Metallica yeah. made sure they probably got a cut from from whoever made the movie. Oh, you know what I mean? Big time. But still, man, it's kind of crazy how the kids, uh, you know, how they realize uh, how it comes they back like again. it. Yeah, a lot of the kids like it. You know, what yeah, I mean? but yeah, they don't realize, uh, you know, all that history. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, the, but that, yeah, so I was I was cool with it. But yeah, it's crazy because you know, C one hundred and one. You know, I'm still a diehard <laughs> C one hundred and one fan, even though it seems yeah, like me too. Is uh, I dig it. it. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't know what it is. They they play the Offspring like every other song, bro. I get it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Offspring. I'm like, dang, Rex must love Offspring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, well, who else does they play a little bit too much of? But you know, it's it's uh, hard to mix it up. Yeah. Uh, lately, I've been just sometimes listening to one hundred four point five. The classics. I dig it, man. Yeah, the classics it, you know, brings back memories, you know. And then when I'm not listening to radio music, of course. I like I'm Monty studying. Montana being on there, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, reckon, I, reckon, yeah yes. I recognize him. Uh, but, yeah, so a lot of times when I'm not 
listening to radio, <clears throat> I'm usually like listening to a, a mix of new songs that I'm trying to learn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. end of thing or, or old songs or yeah. old songs. You know what I mean? Like, uh, right. Everyone, like, if I haven't played Fight for Your Ride in a while or Santeria or something, it's good to have those in a rotation. That way you keep them in your in your mix, you know, because what I'm doing now, you know, I'm like a, a jukebox. So it's hard to keep the. That's you, a perfect way of putting yeah. it, man. You're like a jukebox. Yeah, I'm like You've a got jukebox a thousand and, songs in there in, in, the, yeah. in the catalog. Yeah. And uh, depending and, on where you're going to be that weekend or that evening, for sure. You got to start getting ready to play to the crowd. No, exactly. And your brain starts working on what's going to work with this kind of crowd. For sure, man. So you have to do that. And it's hard. I admit it's hard to keep. 200 songs polished you know what i mean and also after yeah. after so many brews in the night somebody calls a song <laughs> like all right i'll give it a shot but uh <laughs> right but but yeah. uh you know it's all good just for sure for here sure it goes. like somebody uh requested uh some guns and roses the other day and i said okay i know oh, yeah. i know the guns and roses song they're like which one i was a sweet child they're like yeah let's hear it i was i should have probably played this 30 minutes ago but hey it's all good uh, i'll yes. see you on the other side buddy then <laughs> i'll jam it you know we'll play it yeah uh, but uh but yeah man so I, I have fun doing what i'm doing i can't complain so now you know uh i still have latin talk but now my my yeah. new thing i'm doing for the last five or six years, i say five or six years it's probably been seven years now because the attic had started off with me and another buddy who's a guitar player and then we got our drummer uh from latin talk and then another bass player uh, oh okay. so yeah so we started the attic cats you know as a cover band you know four doing, piece yeah four piece at the and, beginning yeah and both of us would take turns singing that's cool because my friend knows a lot of tunes and i know a lot of tunes so us together we knew a thousand songs you know yeah uh everything from you know uh the joker to uh superstition yeah to steve ray vaughn songs you know uh, kind of songs I want to yeah, hear when yeah, I go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, even even when I had my other guy, he knew a couple of Metallica songs. You know, we did a couple of uh, Nothing Else Matters. I was gonna ask, yeah. do you do that one? Nothing. Else, I don't do it. Uh, I used to do it with him because he would sing it, and I would do yeah. like the little lead parts. But I kind of want to add. The other day, somebody was requesting. Do you think uh, if you if I like to go to Scuttlebutts, and I know sometimes you jam at Scuttlebutts yeah, every, yeah. So, uh, every so often. If you happen to be there and if i'm there would you play nothing else matters and i can sing it oh that would be cool that'd yeah, be cool yeah that'd be cool yeah, i just right. got to kind of relearn the intro you know the intro is the trickiest part and after that it's not we'll make it's it not up. too hard of a song that'd yeah. be cool yeah that'd be yeah cool. i need to get that yeah. under my belt for sure cool so see alley cats are, are now a three-piece yeah we play as a three-piece my other friend moved to san antonio you know oh, the budget okay. the budget's right you know and he's available sure. i'll bring him down to jam with us you know what i mean because uh, yeah because uh, it's an easy transition and it's kind of nice having uh, you know another singer in the band too you can bounce yeah. off you never know what people That's are going to request cool. yeah uh for a while i was playing with anton Perez, who's a drummer singer so it was nice having him in the band because he does some stevie ray Vaughan. he does a lot of blues he's known as a blues guy yeah so man we could you know i could really let loose on the guitar play the guitar a little bit more accurately for a certain song when i'm not singing you know what that's mean? a perfect yeah it's kind of fun get kinda, you guys together yeah, for that yeah it was a, a nice uh whenever my drummer can't make it he's my first call because nice. with him, I have another 10, 15 songs added to the repertoire. You know what I mean? Very cool. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, what else, man? Where were we well, at? Well, let me ask you, what was the last concert that you went to Good go question, see? Good question, man. So the last concert was, you know, we waited three years for the Motley Crue, Def Leppard. Okay. Uh, so, so that was, was the last stadium one. tour. That was the last one I saw in okay. San Antonio. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, a few months ago, right? Okay, if, cool. Uh, August, yeah, August. Yeah. So uh, we had waited for that show, you know, for three like years. Three years, in fact, man. I, in yeah. fact, I was wondering if I still had my tickets. I was like, man, I need a <laughs> refund or something because I, you know, I didn't think it ever it was ever going to happen. Right. But just I'm kept sure enough, rescheduled. finally, I finally got the email three years later saying, you know, concerts coming. Here's the date. Yeah. So that was the last concert I went to. Okay. Uh, before that, it was probably uh, 
my my wife likes i surprised her uh well actually i didn't have to go but i, I thought i was gonna have to go i got her tickets for celine dion oh she really? loved that in san antonio that was a few years ago she wow loved, she loved that and then uh luckily her sister went with her and i was glad she went with her because i think they enjoyed it more than i would have you know i like celine okay. dion but i don't want to go to a show <laughs> you know what, what you mean, mean? <laughs> yeah but i got them good tickets because their videos they were like right on the side of the stage like wow. at the level of the stage they had a nice unforgettable yeah. show right there yeah so she was happy yeah. about that that was one of her dreams to see her uh and then before Very that cool. before that i took her to see j-lo oh wow yeah. okay the only reason i went because yeah. there was a lot of eye candy uh well, <laughs> j-lo she's got a lot of hits yeah yeah for she's sure. got a lot of hits you know yeah and, and and it was in san antonio and all the women there were acting like they were j-lo the way they were dressed you know? oh of course so it was it was you know nice to take her it was fun yeah it was fun <laughs> but uh but yeah man so uh i'm excited about this year because i got some tickets to see or i really i mean i want to see buddy guy as well i'm going to see buddy guy and eric gales Eric I don't know Gales. if you know. Oh, oh Eric Gales. Gales. a shredder, oh, man. Dude, he's, oh, he's like something right else. now. Yeah, That's so going to be in Austin? That's going to be in Austin March 3rd and 4th at Austin City Limits. Austin City Limits. So yeah. I'm going on. Uh, and that's very affordable at City yeah, Limits. Yeah, dude, like for 50, sure. 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of went up. I got like 100 and what? 100. Whoa. I got good seats. I spent like. Good uh, yeah, I want to say I spend 140 maybe. No, no, no. Maybe 100. Maybe 100, See, well, 100 bucks. Great. But yeah, but the good seats. I got yeah. good seats. So. Uh, I was getting confused because my wife, she loves Shania Twain, and she's on tour next year. So I, I got, I got, so. I, got yeah. a, I got her tickets for that. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm probably the one that's going to go with her. But if not, maybe her sister will go with her. But yeah, but, uh, Shania Twain, I wouldn't mind seeing her. Why not? You know, it'd be mean? fun. Yeah, Why not? yeah. Go the, check the, it the out. band, the band behind it is who I'm going to be watching because the bands are amazing. Oh, that yeah. play with these artists, you know, big what I mean? time. Like even J Lo's band, she had a yeah. monster band, dude. They were like, they were. I could imagine. I caught. Killing. I caught Billy Joel last year. Well, oh wow! In in, in October, and, and that was over at Minute Maid Park. Yeah. Oh man, what a band! I bet. Perfect dude. example right I, there. What a! I lost a lot of respect for Billy Joel after I saw uh, Higher <laughs> Guns. Did you, did you see Higher Guns? No. Yeah. Whoever hadn't seen it, you need to see it, bro. Okay. You oh, love it. it. Yeah. It's either on Prime or Netflix, and it's called Higher Guns, and it's about all the dudes who play on the recordings yeah. that that you never heard did. You know what I mean? Right. Like it features. Uh, the guitar player from uh, Toto, what's his name? Uh, Steve Lutiker, yeah. right? He's on there and he talks about how he wrote all these songs for Michael Jackson. He's all, I did all the guitar parts for Beat It. Like he mm -hmm. was going to put the solo on it because that dude's a shredder. I mean, he's just as good as Eddie Van Halen, you know what I mean? Yeah. In his own way. And, right. uh, but yeah, he said, yeah. but he said the, the, I guess the record producer, I guess what's his name? One, uh, the, uh, the uh, name of yeah, Eddie Van he, Halen. Yeah, yeah, they brought in Eddie Van Halen, but he had already laid down all the tracks and everything he did. Eddie just came in and through the solo, the you solo. know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but he, and then he he wrote hits for uh, George Benson. Like the dude is Ooh, just I love he's, he's, yeah. yeah. So it features all these dudes who are producers and writers who don't get a lot of credit. They're the yeah. ones behind the scenes, you know what I mean? And it also shows how Billy Joe, after so many years with the band, how he just cut them off, bro. Cut Imagine you jamming with head, all the guys in Headbangers Ball, and then Steve's in his car one day and he hears that you're putting out a new album, and he didn't even get a call to record the tracks or nothing right. or write the songs or you know billy joe's always been the one who wrote the song that's why he can kind of do, can do he, that he, but, yeah but that's cold but bro you're jamming with a band for 20 band. years you're jamming with a band for 20 years and you're paying them good because y'all are making a lot of money but then you you start having financial troubles and you're like why am i gonna pay this dude this much when i can just hire a higher gun for half the price that's yeah cool. so that's why i lost a lot of respect for billy joe after watching hired guns that's right you might want to watch it. that hey and at the end and it also features a phil x do you know who the guitar player phil x is 
dude, Felix. incredible player. So he uh, he's the the guy who plays with John Bon Jovi now. So okay. he, he replaced Richie Zambora. You know what I mean? Like, right. Richie couldn't do the job anymore. Yeah. They got Phil X. So Phil X plays with him. He also plays with another rocker dude, and he's like his hired gun guitar player. I can't think of his name, but uh, but also Phil X right now. In fact, this week, dude, starting tomorrow, yeah. Joe Satriani is having a workshop slash concert with all these badass guitar players, and it's in Vegas. I thought about going because I'm off this week. I and then when I mentioned you to my telling I, me I, about my, that, yeah, dude, yeah, I mentioned to my wife, she's like, "Why you're gonna go to Vegas?" Eric blah, 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 Johnson, yeah. all these guys, dude. Yeah, so it's Steve Vai. It's uh, there's just tons of guitar tons. players, right? And yes. they're, they're teaching during the day. They're having workshops where they're teaching classes. Also, you can bring your own guitar and they have a back line. You can jam out. So it's like a jam session where you're learning. So for four days of that, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And at the end of the night, there's a concert every night. Oh, yeah. So one night it's Steve Vai. One night it's, uh, I can't remember some of the other big dogs, but everybody's. John Five is out there. Oh, John Five is out there, remember? Yes. Uh, there's a lot of shredders, you know what I mean? Teaching and jamming. And uh, yeah. to show Phil X is going to be out there. He said he's doing a set with his band. Wow. Uh, so it's going to be pretty incredible. Anyway, at the end of this Hired Guns video, they have a power band. And it's like the guy who used to sing for Ted Nugent. He's singing. Phil X is on guitar. Uh, Brad Brad Gillis. Is that Brad his name? Brad Gillis is from he, Ozzy's yes, Speak of the yes, Devil. Yes, yes. So the one Night that, you Ranger. Know, the, yeah. He, he's jamming on there. That dude's awesome, dude. Yeah. And then uh, you have two drummers. You have... Uh, Kenny Aronoff is drumming, Kenny right? Your twin, your twin, your twin. That's right. <laughs> he, he's playing with Joe Satriani right now. Ooh, he's on. He's in his band right now. Yeah. And Kenny Aronoff's drumming, and then, and then and then the drummer that used to play with Billy Joe. Wow. He's jamming on there too with them, and it's all of them Perfect jamming. Hired it's guns. like like thirty eight. Yes, all hired yeah. guns up there, dude. And a lot of people think Ted Nugent sang on a lot of his albums, but he didn't. It was just one guy that was singing. He's on the video saying, "Yeah, Whoa. he goes every he goes everybody gives credit to Ted Nugent, but I was the one that sang all those songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like wow. like Catch Catch Fever, all those songs. This guy was a singer. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, so when you watch this video, I gotta watch yeah, that. and it also shows a dude from Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, the one that wasn't the original member, but now he's in there. I can't uh -huh. think of his name, but he was talking about how he used to play for, uh, uh what's her name? A little not Miley Cyrus, but the other couple of the girls like that, like little the girls that were actors. Like that. Yeah, Mandy Moore. Yeah, no, no, Mandy Moore. Okay, he, he was her guitar player in her band. He goes, it was a great gig. He goes, they were paying me a, a weekly, a monthly, oh, a monthly retainer. You know, he was writing songs with her. He said it was going great. He goes, and then all of it. He goes, and then I bought a house with my family. He goes, and then they gave me a call, an email one day, and said, oh, she's no longer going to be performing. She's going to move on to acting for now. For now. Oh so, shit! So your services are no longer needed. He's like, dang, I just got a house. Just when I thought we were gonna, <laughs> yeah. I had my ticket ridden yeah. already. So he played with her. He probably played with not Avril Lavigne, but the other one. There was another chick. So he was playing with some of those little pop rocker bands. Yeah, and that's when Alice Cooper saw him. And Alice Cooper goes, Whoa. who is this guy? Because anybody that Alice Cooper gets is a yeah, ninja. So he, right. he, he did a stint with Alice Cooper. And after that, his name really. And then he was also friends with those guys from Five Finger Death Punch, which a lot of people rag on. But I like Five Finger. Anyhow, this dude's a part of the band now. And he, you know, he contributes writing songs now. But he, he said for a while, it was pretty scary there because like, you know, one minute you're a rock star playing in arenas, he said, getting paid a decent salary. And then the next minute 
you're not <laughs> right just yeah. like that <laughs> yeah so that's one reason why i'm a teacher also you know what i mean <laughs> i, I want to have a retirement you know the cool thing about being a teacher if i if i was paying metal or you know in the summers i can tour you know we get that's we get right. time off at christmas so it's a nice gig for a musician to be for a music teacher be a yeah, be, because summertime you can you know if you want to tour if you're putting out music you have an opportunity for that you know yeah at my age i've kind of already tried all that which is fun but so now i'm just you know working in my own backyard, you know, yeah. jamming all kinds of music. I get a solo plenty. I get to sing plenty. I never thought I'd be a singer, but I get to sing songs, you know, get to play songs. And pretty much, uh, depending where I'm at, I can almost play whatever I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, except, you know, speed and death metal. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, I keep it in the middle, you but, know. But you keep, you're getting all kinds of satisfaction. Yeah, you know, bro, for sure. Musically. Like, exactly, bro. Yes. Like, if I want to play a Nirvana song, I can play a Nirvana song. Yeah. If I want to play a Journey song, I can play a Journey song. Or not that I could ever sing a Journey song, but you know what I, I mean? Know, right? I Those can just pipes. play, yeah, yeah. So I play some, you know, mix of classic rock, classic country, pop, stuff that's on the radio. Feels good, yeah, man. man. And I'm having Very fun. Very fulfilling. Yeah, I'm having fun and, and, and people are digging it. You know, I'm like people that are out there having a good time and. So I can't complain, you know, making money in the tip jar, getting paid. And, yeah. and and also everything's music related. So and that way I'm pretty blessed. You know what I mean? Yes. Very blessed. Definitely. So who was your favorite band growing up? Man, it's hard to say favorite, but for, you know, for a long time, Iron Maiden, because who oh, just, not, yeah, okay. then it's hard to compare with Iron Maiden and Judas Priest because those are almost like the same animal, but different, you know, yeah. styles, but just catchy songs, you know, uh, yeah. So, you know, growing up, of course, Maiden was one of the first ones, right? That just like the band, you know Big what I mean? Time. Yeah. Number of the Beast. Uh, and then and then, you know, Running Free. And Slayer's always been one of my favorite bands, you yeah, know. Yeah, for just, sure. Yeah. And then also, you know, at a certain time, especially early Metallica, you know, Metallica, yeah. like I still can't deny a lot of people rag on Metallica, but you can't You can't take away yeah. the thrash gods dude, coming on Kill 'em all. Dude. And, and they're still changer. rocking, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Even if they don't write anything else, they still, you know, still They can still play the catalog. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another, you know, band that I really respect and and, and they what I'm together. noticing here is that each one of these bands got two guitar players. Yeah, you know, you know? I grew up like that Judas Priest the double leads, you yes. know. And Judas Priest the guitar players are always so perfect. Their leads are just like Right, for oh. they fit the song, fla enough flash, and you know, just enough flash. Yeah, just that's perfect, right. bro. Perfect fits fits the song, you know. So growing up, bands like that, what I probably just have to say, are my favorite, you know, Maiden and Priest in the beginning, and then kind of like Metallica and Slayer. Yeah, you know, uh, I've always liked Sepultura, you know, uh, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's, Brothers, that style, you know. Yeah, I remember at the end of every set of Apparition, we would play two songs. So we played all originals, and at the end, we would play two covers. We would do. Beneath the Remains. Dead Skin Mask. Oh, and sometimes Dead Skin Mask, but the other one we would do okay. is Rain and Blood. Oh, Rain and Blood. everybody, dude. At the loves end, Rain yes, and Blood. At dun, zeros, dun, dun. zeros would go yes. crazy when we finish our yeah. set and we play with Rain and Blood. Like, ah, oh, dude, it would just be like a cloud of smoke in and, there. <laughs> and it was Dead Embryonic Cells? Say it again. What was the, what was the Sepultura song? Uh, Beneath the Remains. Beneath the Remains. Ooh, uh, that's God a song. Bless, that's a the, sick the, song. The first song on that. Yeah. on that cassette. I take yes, cassette because that's that what was I a had. Big game changer yes, right there. That was a tune, bro. We yes. used to play that one too. And then we did some other Sepultura covers, but like during the set or something. But at the end, yeah. it was always classic that we were going to play Rain and Blood and Beneath the Remains. Those two songs, people just oh, will go crazy. Bro. Hey, it, nice it always to, works. A nice way to end our set. You yeah, know what I mean? keep us wanting more for sure, man. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I remember Henry. Uh, he's the one who showed me a lot how to play those songs. You know what I mean? He, he just had yeah. that ear, man. Henry could, you know, and probably wore out a lot of cassettes, you know, reminding, reminding. <laughs> reminding no kidding, yeah. right? Henry was good, man. So he made yeah. it easy for me because he would just go, hey, this is how it goes. I'd be like, show me, bro. And 
okay, got it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, back then there wasn't the tabs for everything, you know, like now you can right. just Google Beneath Remains on YouTube and somebody will show you how to play it. Easy, you know what I mean? easy as that. You just yeah. got to want it. Yeah. That's right. You just got to put the time in, you know. Well, considering who's out there in the market today, who do you like to listen to? Who's your favorite band nowadays? Man, good question. So, yeah. Nowadays I, I, in the digital market. Yeah, I hate to. Where you get to pick whatever yeah, you want when I you know, want. man. I don't, you know, I've never been like the ear pod guy. I, and sometimes when I'm studying music and songs, it comes in handy to have the ear pods because you, know, you can listen to those songs all day and you learn them faster. Yeah. But I go through periods of doing that, you know, when I'm learning 15, 20 songs and then, and then I just, you know, develop them and i still got yeah. other songs to play but you know kind of go through phases of like learning periods of new songs to perform right so man uh, my listening thing is this depends i'm all over the place like when on the way over here you know i'm i'm, I'm gonna learn little wing i said i'm gonna definitely learn little wing this year oh, nice. so i've been listening to that stuff a lot uh, yeah i also like remember i mentioned polyphia you had said yeah, you never polyphia. heard of, heard of them yeah they're out of like the houston dallas area i think dallas area they're from the Dallas area, but they're young kids, bro. And they remember I told you there's a song, a new song that they just put out called Playing God. Mostly know? instrumental, though. Yeah, right? mostly instrumental. Yeah. You told me. Yeah, that. mostly yeah. instrumental. And they have a God. lot of collabs with other guys and even rappers and stuff. I was surprised the other day that I heard Polyphia with a rapper, but it's pretty crazy. But the music, yeah. bro, their music is just, they're like little musical geniuses. So bands like Polyphia, Animals as Leaders. Yeah. Uh, Plenty is another guy who writes like that. Uh, Intervals is a band I really like. Aaron Marshall's a guitar player. In fact, Wolfgang Jr., right, said yeah. his favorite guitar player right now is Aaron Marshall, <laughs> who, who is from Intervals. Wow. And this is mostly instrumental yeah. rock, you know, kind of, you know, like Steve Vai type stuff, you know. Cool. A lot of times I listen to a Steve Vai track on on you know apple music and then just let it roll because once you play something in a genre it kind of just keeps playing right. other songs in that genre yeah you know so a lot of times when i'm into you know when i want to rock out or hear shredders you know uh listen to stuff like surfing with the alien i love that album. yeah Joe Satriani, that's right that's that kind of genre of music so when i'm listening to music i kind of like listen to that a lot you know yeah when i used to hit the gym a lot i used to like to listen you know pantera type stuff you know what i mean stuff ed, like, more yeah, edge yeah to, to get yeah. you get you going because i don't do power drinks or workout pre-workout i don't believe in all that crap like you, me neither yeah you need to just do it you know what i mean yeah. like you get used to that stuff then you need it all the time you know what i mean right yeah but yeah. so my listening things all over the place you know if i'm in a metal mood you know i might just put on you know I like to go to Apple Music, play a couple of metal songs, and then just let it roll. After that, it'll start picking. It'll pick up from from there, right? Yeah, yeah. And like All the it, different it, stuff yeah, you it like. Yeah, it kind of picks up the style you like. But I definitely like the instrumental rock stuff. Like I said, Polyphia, Animals as Leaders. Um, there's just so many bands yeah. out there. And my son also listens to a lot of music. My, my older son, Michael. You know, I had him growing up listening to, dude, uh, Perpetual Burn from Jason Becker. That's one of my favorite albums right there. Uh, he grew up listening to obituary. He used to like death. Yeah. He was five or six years old. And one of his favorite listening bands was death. Yeah. yeah. I, and I used to have the cassettes and he would be sitting in my car outside, you know, listening to cassettes. <laughs> He'd be listening to death, bro. Wow. And to this day, he he loves all kinds of music, like, you know, from electronic music to heavy metal. He likes intervals. He's seen intervals yeah. a couple of times because he, wow. lives, he lives in Colorado. So he lives in Springs and a, a lot of shows go to Springs, but a lot of shows go to Denver. So he's always yeah. in Denver checking out shows. He likes singer songwriters. He's seen, uh, you know, big bands. Uh, he saw, uh, was it Megadeth? He saw somebody, well, he's seen several concerts at the Red Rock Amphitheater. Yeah. He saw uh, Metallica wow. at the Red Rock Amphitheater. Wow. And he said it rained that day. It was raining and they were still jamming and yeah. you know, it was all, everybody was soaking wet. 
but they but the jammed. show went on. The yeah. show went on. He <laughs> said they had to postpone for a couple of hours, so it was a long night. Yeah. But he did see Metallica there. He's seen uh, what's that band that everybody likes? Uh, the singer used to be with Gwyneth Powell. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh uh, well, Bush. No, I like Bush too. Or the new uh, guy Blake Shelton. No, 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 uh, no. The one that used to be with uh, oh, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Pa that's Coldplay. Actress, Coldplay. Yeah, he's seen Coldplay a couple of times. He saw yeah. him once at the Red Amphitheater. Wow. He's seen some awesome shows, man. The dude's always going to shows. Yeah, there'll be some times where he goes to two or three shows in a week. You know what I mean? So I, I admire him about that. Yeah, but uh, he's always liked music, man, and he's the one who's turned me on to like. Uh, Aaron Marshall, you know, intervals cool. in, in bands like that. Cause he knows yeah. I like that kind of stuff, you know, it just gets, you know, he's it's so saturated with great yeah. music right there. There's just so much music, you know, a lot of times listening to these guys, like these young kids playing guitars, like it can work in the opposite direction. You're just like, dude, I'm just like, I want to stop playing guitar sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, I'm doing something different. But when you hear them, it's like, man, I could have been that good if I would have just right. stuck to the grind. But it's nice to see these young kids like just taking the guitar to the next level. You know? Yeah. Steve Vine, an article said once, you know, he goes, I can die in peace now. He goes, these young kids. And he mentioned like Pliny, yeah. Aaron Marshall, Polyphia. In fact, Steve Vai is featured on a new Polyphia song. There's another song they have Ooh, out. He's not, jamming with him. Yeah, he's jamming with him. He comes out <laughs> in the video and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and they give props to him because they know. It. And he he gives props to them, you know, because they're amazing. Yeah. And, and he digs it. You know, he's never been a hater. You know, he's always loved uh, yeah. other kinds of music. And so they feature him. And so, you know, if you get a chance, check it out, Polyphia. I'm sure a lot of guys out there listen to your podcast, they probably know of these instrumental guys. They know these, about these guys are in their right. 20s, dude. That's right. These guys are like, sick bro like some of your young yeah. guitar player friends they probably know about i'm all these telling teams. you my, my yeah. guitar player from headbangers pit john mace would just tell me about polyphia he's just like man i wish if only i was as good as these guys yeah holy shit these guys are so awesome yeah like, yeah man mike was just telling me about it he goes oh yeah keep yeah. learning them man they're great yeah like one friend of mine posted a video and he's all so you think you play guitar and it's, <laughs> and it's that song uh playing god and it's like oh, oh man shit. yeah yeah so uh but yeah so i listen to a lot of instrumental stuff like that but sometimes i'm lazy i don't you know i just let the radio play it happens, but but yeah. a lot but a lot of times the radio helps me to be like oh yeah you know this is a good song i should probably do it in my set you know what i mean like right uh so the radio will help but also when it's getting real redundant which it does real fast you know what i mean i only really listen to the radio when i'm in the car anyway right. but it gets redundant real fast and then that's when i'm like you know what let me change it up i'm gonna go into a instrumental guitar shred phase you know what i mean stuff like that keep it uh, interesting for yourself yeah yeah and, right. then, and then there's a lot of latin jazz artists that i like that are just shredders you know but in a different genre and sometimes you know i'll just put that on you know what I mean? yes i definitely know what you mean so one thing i like to do whenever i have my interviews is finish off with a segment i call draw the line mike gotcha. and on this one i'm gonna give you some subjects that we're gonna talk about that are gonna kind of see where you stand and who's your favorite out of these topics we're going to be covering in today. All right. All right. So let's take it from the top. First couple of bands. I want to see who your favorite is out of these two. Who do you prefer more either forbidden or Testament? Man, it's kind of tough. That's a tough job that's, because they're, that's they're yeah, close. Very close. Sure. Styles. I, I like the, you know, Barry, Alec, Alex, Skolnick. Yeah, Alex Skolnick, great guitar player, good riffs, you know, so just perfect thrash. Right. And, uh, a lot of melodicness going on, right? And then the other hand, you have Forbidden, which, man, I, I like Forbidden because it was like a more aggressive testament. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a tough line. And a lot of people don't remember Forbidden, but I do. I remember I used to 
listen to the, I think they have two recordings that I remember. That Twisted in the form yeah, was one of them. Pretty heavy, yeah. you know. So if yeah. I had to just pick, even though I love Testament, I'd probably lean with Forbidden only because it was like the new edgier testament it was know? man yeah. there, there's a lot of competition over there in the bay area yeah when, when things oh, are starting so many out good right bands. there everybody trying to be the 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 fastest the yeah. uh, the the more thrashiest or and, and at the same time the the better player i'm trying to well. remember uh, a player that i really liked that was in a lot of these bands i know he was an obituary do you remember the lead guitar player from obituary was it james murphy that's what i'm talking about yes. and james murphy has another band uh after obituary, after obituary. That, his band and i forgot what it was called but dude i liked them they were dude, awesome good dude, dude. i don't i, I want to say it starts with a d um because i somewhere I, I have a cd of it uh i got it too because the whole reason we got it because it was james murphy's yeah, new band so james murphy whoever band he was in because that dude was just yes. awesome you know what i mean and, and i liked his style you know what i mean yeah uh, dude, definitely but that new band i have a cd somewhere of it i can't remember what it was called but uh heavy man heavy james <laughs> murphy is always heavy stuff always know, right? yeah always you know i gotta bring up him uh, I'm, I'm visually seeing the last time i saw james murphy was on stage it must have been well the concert was the roadrunner all-star show mm. and they got it on dvd and you can find it on youtube but james murphy's up on stage doing annihilators uh alice in hell and the good thing about this concert is what it had all these all-stars that's why you had like james murphy in the mix and then you had uh i think it was ripper owens doing the vocals mm -hmm. and you had uh james uh, uh roy mayoga on drums but uh all-star lineup all-star lineup dude but one of the other jams that he did was a for merciful fate and you know how merciful fate you know you, I love you, can't, fate. you can't be a slouch and play some merciful fate yeah dude. i think i got the name melted flesh because at the mm. time i would listen to a lot of merciful fate yeah because i love merciful fate yeah like he that. always had good guitar players they were you know merciful fate were they all from denmark i don't even know where they're from to tell you the truth i but thought it was funny how they had everybody was from overseas but uh the singer the king was from texas oh yeah i didn't know that yeah wow so it was wild you know um even though internet didn't exist back then um there were still diehards yeah like like the king that was just recruiting these badass musicians yeah to get, to get it another he kind of remind me of alice cooper the way alice cooper hires awesome musicians yeah like nita strauss yeah you know that that's is? right of course yeah and then she was with that singer from uh disturbed for a while yeah i don't think they're together anymore well who's another guy kip winger yeah used yeah. to be with with alice cooper back in the day i bet man right so you know um, he, he he always surrounds himself with the best talent for sure i forgot about him and then another guy i read about not too long ago that i forgot about was impolitary impolitary he was another oh, guitar player remember that oh yeah right that's his yes, last name dude. i think it was chris maybe i don't remember sure yes. his name. but i remember he was another Melitary. shredder that's what i like about uh whenever i'm bored on prime or netflix they have a lot of music documentaries yes and you can Tubi's see he's got a lot of good ones i need yeah. to check that out yeah that's what's cool uh, i haven't seen the deal one yet i want to see that oh i know my guitarist from existing anger has been inviting me over to go catch that new deal and it said it's it's awesome it's on hbo or something right showtime okay yeah, yeah. we got to get that one all right let's move to our next two big bangers uh kings of the uh of shoot i want to say uh la but you know um metallica started in la but they made a name for themselves and they want to call san francisco their home yeah you know and, and and it's when when san francisco loves you as much as as they love metallica at the start was well, no wonder that they want to call it their home and wanted to get away from the la hair metal bands that were yeah. over there 
But along with that came a lot of partying, a lot of thrashing, and Metallica making their way onto doing the uh, the first Kill 'Em All release, where they ended up uh, parting ways with Dave Mustaine and starting the vow of Mustaine's uh, constant quest to. Uh, be the next Metallica, yeah. be the next bigger, better band. Yeah. So who do you like out of the two? Now that, that Mustaine has gotten Megadeth and been a monster for all these uh, these past decades, yeah, but Metallica still being uh, the big dogs, who do you prefer? Man, that's that's another tough one right there because I, I like, I think it was, a, I mean, for us music listeners, it was a good thing that Dave Mustaine went off and forth because yes. now we got two we great got, bands yeah. out of one, you know what I mean? And the, you know, they really yeah. don't have much in common. Yeah, they really don't, yeah. you know. And and uh, that's one thing, you know. You know, Megadeth's got a lot of players. They've yeah. got some of the best guitars, yeah. best drummers. That's and, why uh, Rodney Madison was posting the other day. He's oh, I'm surprised they don't call uh, them a tribute band because Dave Mustaine always has a different lineup. Yeah. I go, well, we all know Megadeth is Dave, the Dave Mustaine band. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but Megadeth is just such a cool name. You know what I mean? Yes. But I like both. You know, I, uh, of course. Uh, I mean, Metallica, it's hard to compare. That's a tough one, man. So yeah. I probably have to go 50-50 because I do like Megadeth. And I was going to tell you, you know, I've seen Megadeth too. Uh, I've seen Megadeth. My favorite, well, he has so many, but I really, I'm a big fan of Marty Friedman. Oh, so Rest when, in Peace. Yes, that album was one of my the favorite Immortal, Megadeth. That's one of my favorite albums right there. Hangar yeah. 18 is one of my favorite songs. Oh, I love <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. It's a badass song. Uh, so many good songs on that album, dude. Yeah. Uh, not to mention Holy Wars. That's Holy a Wars. banger right there. Tornado and, of Souls. Oh, dude, yes. Five Magics. That whole album. That's one of my favorite yes. Megadeth albums. And I got to see them with uh, Marty Friedman and uh, the drummer guy, uh, Hispanic name. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ooh, Nick Menza. Oh, uh, yeah. It was him. Rest in peace, yeah. Nick. And, and it was the the bass player, Dave, right? Yes, Dave, uh, yeah. Dave Ellison. Yeah. So, but Marty Friedman is one of my favorites. So he was yeah. on the tour, and, and me and my wife, my ex-wife, we saw them in San Antonio with Suicidal Tendency. Ooh, that was suicidal. awesome. Yeah, Man, that was a cool a show, show, dude. Wow. I saw that show. Me and my ex-wife saw some cool shows together because she yeah. liked rock. She liked rock. So we saw... Uh, Megadeth and Suicidal. I dude. missed that one, that bro. That was a cool show, bro. I'm thinking that might have been Suicidal on The Art of Revolution. I think it was Rust in Peace time, too, at the, uh, okay. for Megadeth. On that tour. I, I think it was. Uh, what's another show we saw? Oh, speaking of my son's first show that I took him to, his, one of his what favorite bands was Linkin Park. Oh, and I you took got him to cast Chester. Yes, I got to. Cool. We, we took him to Very see. Cool. That was one of his favorite bands. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the reasons. Uh, also, the drummer from, uh, what are those crazy dudes called? Uh, Why do they always send the poor? Why do they always send the poor? Oh, yeah. SOD. System yeah. of a Down. Yeah, that was my my son said he started playing drums because of that drummer. Because that Ooh. drummer always made it look fun, right? And like yeah. he was having a great time, right? Like on any video you saw of him. Yeah. That was one of my son's inspirations to start drums. So anyway, he got to Killer. see. So on that, on that bill was... Uh, uh, who did I just say? System of a Down. Yeah, yeah. No, the System of a Down wasn't on that bill, but that was just one of his favorite drummers. But Linkin Park was one of his favorite bands, right? Okay. So he got to see Linkin Park, and Hoobastank was on that bill. Hoobastank. Yeah, Hoobastank. Yeah. And then an, uh, another band, not something OD. P.O.D.? Uh, P.O.D. Wow. Yeah. So, Maybe that's a yeah. big bill so right there. It, yeah, so it was the headliners were Linkin Park, P.O.D. was the subheadliners, and then I think Hoobastank. Yeah. Maybe even another band before that, too. But Big hitters. That's yeah, a hell yeah, of a tour yeah. so right was, there. That was wow. his first concert in San Antonio. Me and his mom took him. So he was pretty happy. He's he was like, pretty yeah, stoked. I'm going to get into rock. He was probably like 13 or 14 at the time. Yeah. Uh, Maybe even 12. 
maybe 12, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. We have this VHS of my son when he was younger. We were talking about this the other day. He was like in fifth or sixth grade. He was kind of going through his chubby phase at the time. And I remember he was wearing this yellow like athletic shirt that was kind of tight. So he looked kind of chubby. But I have a VHS where at yeah. the talent show, he's playing drums. And I think it's to a Linkin Park song. And when he finishes, all the kids went crazy and started clapping. This is at a, a private school. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and he gets up and picks up his hands like that. At the time, he wore glasses, right? It uh -huh. was funny, dude. He was like that. And everybody was like, yeah. Yeah, that was his first time when he got a taste of like wow being a rock star yeah, there, dude. Yeah. so he played like a drum cover of a song i think it was lincoln park song and uh cool was, i need to ask him that but somewhere i have the vhs of that i need to dig that up oh bro. man that's classic that bro. is classic that's in the man. 90s right there because he was yeah. born 91 so it just had to be you know uh 98 99 Maybe yeah, even two thousand around there, but yeah, <laughs> good times, bro. That's crazy. Good times. That's good, girl. Yeah, but let's go to the next one. So I'd say fifty-fifty Metallica, Megadeth. That's okay. a tough one. It man. is very tough, man. It's very tough. But I am a big fan of Dave Mustang, dude. And the thing about him, like, uh, every guitarist he plays with, he usually you know learns from them. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. I, I think Marty Friedman. I don't know. Uh, I read this about Marty Friedman. He said when he first joined Megadeth. He learned like five or six songs for the audition. He learned them pretty tight, you know. He thought he knew them pretty good. He went in there and jammed with the band, and he thought it went okay. He goes, it didn't go great, but he thought it went pretty decent. Yeah. And then Dave told him, hey, look, uh, first of all, on this song, like it goes like this. You played it like this. It doesn't go like that. Right here, we do unison. Right here, you do that. Like, he just freaked out how Dave broke down everything that he didn't wow. do right. He was just like, wow, he's all. After that day, I had a lot of more different respect for Dave Mustang. He said he basically tore me a new one. Wow. And then he said, you yeah. want to be in this band, you know, go learn it the way I said. And then yeah. he said from there on out, he would practice rhythm guitar playing. He said he just practiced rhythm guitar playing for months and months. He said because, like, he realized that Dave Mustang was the real deal. He knew what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, and that's because Marty Friedman yeah. is a shredder, dude. Already. Yes, yeah. and he was just like, I got a lot. He goes, the best rhythm guitar player that I ever met. This was several years ago. He said that was Dave Mustang. Dave Mustang. Yeah, wow. he's, he broke him down. He goes, it doesn't go like that. It goes like this, and I don't do it right here. I do it right here. I want you to do it right here. Like it was super yeah. specific. Like you know what I mean. After that's that, the man. Yeah, after that. Yeah. So, but for Marty to stay with him for ten years, that's right. pretty amazing. A lot he, of respect going on. Yeah, there. a lot of respect, and he must have really liked it, and probably made some good cash too. You know what yeah. I mean? But. Uh, 10 years is a long time for him because he's known to be a solo artist. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. One of his very first albums he did and Jaime Cavazos turned me on to his cassette was called Scenes. And it was funny. Somebody was critiquing him the other day and they said one of his favorite albums for Marty Friedman was Scenes. Was I was scenes. like, wow, I thought I was the only one on planet Earth that remembered yeah, that remember album. The, yeah. Yeah. And on Scenes, he featured Jason Becker on one of those songs. Because at, at the time, yeah. he had met Jason Becker, and he was like, who's this young kid that plays like me? Yeah. But he's so much younger. You know what I right. mean? Right. Like, Already. Yeah. So him and, you know, that's when they, they made the band Cacophony. That's right. Yeah. That Cacophony. was crazy. That was like J two Yngwie Malmstings in one Big band. Big time in one band. Yeah. yeah. And and I even like Marty Friedman and Becker more than Malmsting, only because they have more flavors, you know. Malmsting, you got to give them his props, but that one flavor right. has that neoclassical flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's great at it, but- it's just that one flavor. You listen to Perpetual Burn, Jason Becker is already 17, 18 years old. <laughs> that album's all over the place and it has a lot of flavors. You know yeah. what I mean? Already. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was never really a big fan of Ingve's songs. Okay. Because I don't like the 
poser rock, you know, glam rock, because those was kind of like glam rock. Okay. Because I came from more like burn yeah. them, eat them, kill them, slayer, you know, thrash. I don't right. want. I don't want the war. You know yeah. what I mean? Because <laughs> that's what mom sing songs had. Right, they, they were man. very. 80s rockish, you know what I mean? Yes. But of course, the music was awesome. You know, I like the instrumental stuff, you know, right. but I was actually never, still not a big fan of Ingve's uh, <laughs> rock songs, you know what I right. mean? They're that just, was just his, his thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just a little too 80s for me, you know what I mean? But of course, right. the playing and the instrumental parts are just, you know, on point, you know? Yeah. He's a, he's 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 another one of the, the uh, riff masters out yeah, there. Yeah, for sure, yes. man. Well, here's some other riff masters right here. Also, uh, kings of the uh, of the thrash early thrash scene. I'm talking about Exodus and Dark Angel. Oh man, yeah, I like How Exodus. about those big bangers yeah. right there? Yeah, we used to do an Exodus song a long time ago. Like back in the day, I want to say Night State used to do an Exodus song. Can't even remember the name of it, but it was a popular one. Uh, I I probably go with Exodus. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I like Dark Angel. Yeah. And I've seen them, man. But man, like live, sometimes like. It's chaotic. It's crazy because yeah. I've seen them play with Gene Hogan on drums, right? Yes, and they the were playing. Gene Hogan. Uh, I, I saw him play one time. Uh, I think me and Henry went to the show. They might have been playing with Slayer at the time, or I can't remember. But I remember we yeah. were like right on the side of the stage watching Dark Angel play, and it was crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> like it, it seems like they're off because they're just it just sounds like. Then all of a sudden, tight breaks. And then back to like it was chaotic but then you know when you yeah. just when you think like what are they doing and then they do a massive breakdown you know what i mean you're like oh shit yeah yeah like oh, they shit. are they, tight they, yeah they know what they're doing like, yes and they look crazy on stage too sometimes you know I'm, they were spacing i don't know what those guys were on but they looked like they were on <laughs> acid or something but 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 they were crazy yeah. so i was never super big fan but it was nice when they slowed it down sometimes sometimes yeah. you know they wouldn't slow down on some mashi riffs or yeah something yeah like that. they wouldn't slow down too much though because they're right. mostly they're mostly just in your face slicing you up you know right. what i mean <laughs> but then every once in a while they break down you know what i mean that's like oh this is heavy you know what i mean but, yeah so i'd probably have to go with exodus you exodus know I mean? only because they you know uh have a little more uh, continuity i get yeah I get you, it, you know man. what i mean oh. yeah bonded by blood is another one just like uh kill em all yeah, you know, uh, and you know, uh, Kirk Hammett said that's his favorite thrash album. Is, is yeah, didn't by he Blood. didn't he play with them? Yeah, right, I think that's he, he wrote from. probably a lot of that okay. as well. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so it's probably not by only by bias that he's saying that, but uh, when you when you see those old movies like um, it's a Murder in the Front Row mm -hmm. or like um, Get Thrashed, when they talk about how uh, how the scene was over there at Ruthie's Bar with Exodus just tearing things up and having their own team called the Slate Team oh, wow. that would just go out there and kill posers. It just yeah. it just reminds you of a of that of the day and the ferocity of how those bands could probably what what I could picture the 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 scene would be like whenever they're playing for sure. Just, just they got a raging team of just guys that are just looking for guys in Motley Crew or poison t shirts <laughs> to go kick their ass, yeah, you know, and take their girlfriends or something or yeah. just scare them off or or, sure. or anything worse. But uh, I'm a big fan of Exodus too. Yeah, I love those guys. Another, another band I thought you were going to mention. Oh, and maybe we're going to get to it, but was that? Anthrax, love Ooh, Anthrax. You know anthrax, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, Anthrax and DRI. You know what I mean? Yeah. And SOD. You know the original Storm, Stormtroopers. The, the original Death. crossover makers, right yes, there. Yes, that was speak cool. English or die. Yeah, I remember when. Uh, who was it? Was it maybe it was Dillo and Joey got together and they made a, a like a little band called and Alonzo on drums called Browish. 
Yes. Remember? And it was yes. kind of like SOD type of stuff. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. yeah I remember dude. they went to a little Real phase. fast, uh, you know, catchy, catchy jams. Yeah, yeah. And then and then simple songs too, like Bubble Butt, you know, Jin, 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 you know, stuff like that. Classics, <laughs> man. I love it. But yeah, Anthrax. So speaking of Anthrax, I got to see the, what was it called? The Clash of the Titans. Ooh, Me and Joey yes. saw it in Houston, and it was Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax. Yeah, and they were Addison on a rotating. Chains. They were on rotating uh, headliner spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty cool, man. I caught that one in San Antonio at the Sunken Gardens. Oh, nice! And Slayer was right in the middle, and I think it was maybe it was Megadeth might have headlined that got one. You. I saw the G3, original G3 at the Sunken Gardens. Me and my ex-wife, we saw Joe Satriani, Eric Johnson, and Steve Vai. And Steve Vai, the original. Oh, wow. dude, it was an awesome dude. show. I bro. love the Sunken Gardens, too. Oh, it's a nice Great venue. venue. That's a nice venue. Wow. All the seats are pretty good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no bad seat there. Yeah. It's all kind of close, you know what I mean? G3. I remember when that first came out. That dude. was huge to get yeah, those, those three monsters For right sure, there. dude. For oh, sure, I'd never man. seen one, so I've just... That's why I was real tempted. You know, if I would have knew about it earlier, I could have planned it better for this week in, in Vegas, you know? To catch like, that. Like, if I was going to go, yeah. it would cost about 4G. Right. That's your room and board, and they yeah. feed they feed you not breakfast but lunch and dinner, and yeah. that's all the concerts, you know, and all the jam sessions. Everything's included. for the calibers of players that are going to be there. It's probably worth it. It's worth know? it. Yeah, yeah. Another thing you can do is like for twenty two hundred, you get a pass for everything, but you stay out of your own hotel. And okay. I actually have a friend who 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 used to live here in Corpus. Then he moved to Austin. Now he lives in Vegas, and he does like he does like comedian stuff, but with an instrument. Yeah, and uh, his name is Aldo. Uh, he goes by Aldo Caldo. <laughs> okay, yeah, but uh, you should look him up, man. He's funny, man. He he's from Pecos, actually. Yeah, and, and he used to play Nakumi Kings for a while. He played with some blues bands here. He even played with Latin Talk for a while. Wow. That's where I met him. He played bass for Latin Talk for a while, and uh, super cool dude. So he does spoofs like on Nakumi Kings. He, he like has a looper and he'll do a little cumbia because he plays yeah. guitar a little bit and then he plays that little melodia looks like a little keyboard but you blow into it and you yeah play it. so he'll do wow. like he'll do like a spoof he'll make a quick cumbia and, and then he has a lot of jokes about the cumbia kings because he used to play with them yeah and then uh he's, <laughs> he, he's met Cheech and chong he's met those dudes before he has pictures and he did a wow. he did a cover he does he's kind of like the uh what's that dude that spoofs the songs like instead of beat it just oh, it, weird, weird out yeah. he's kind of like a weird out meets cheech and chong with the guitar and the looper and he's funny like that bro wow in what fact, an act hey in, in fact he he told me last year he was hey if you can get 30 minutes of clean material with your instrument and jokes i could get you gigs he said he goes there's an <laughs> event i can't do it's in a corporate event it's only a 30 minute spot he said they'll fly you out there they'll pay you good and you go do that i, I definitely want to get into that in the future bro because wow. i'm always sitting around the house with the guitar spoofing on my wife or just say, singing stupid stuff you know yeah. what i mean and i can imagine you know i can see building up a 30 45 minute set of jokes right. with, with an instrument in. yeah yeah and changing lyrics around the songs um yeah and that's what he does like he put out a couple of videos uh like you know the song bad to the bone yeah he, he, good. yeah he changed it up like something with bong or something but he does a spoof <laughs> on it and it sounds pretty cool man it's fun yeah. it's real hilarious man oh and, shit but anyway he's funny man Aldo Aldo, look him up but anyway long story short cool i was thinking man i'll just get a 2200 pass and then stay at my friend's house you know what i mean i was right. thinking but like i said i barely caught on to this whole thing a couple of weeks ago you know but and i was off this week too and my wife wasn't too happy when I started mentioning it. You know what I mean? She's like, "Uh oh, <laughs> yeah." Now, now we're yeah. throwing Las Vegas into the mix. Exactly. I did take her, my son, to Las Vegas not too long ago, but you know, I wouldn't even be there. We're not gamblers, and we just went for the shows and had a good time. But uh, 
long yeah. story short that that would be cool so anybody who has the funds uh you still got some time i think it starts tomorrow damn in vegas uh a lot of guitar workshops like you said john five joe satriani uh phil x there's just like guitars like anybody you name who's like a, a monster player you know yeah they're yeah. there hell yeah all right well, let's, well speaking of monster players who do you prefer out of these two guys aldi miola or joe satriani oh man i love aldi you know aldi the power trio man i've always yeah. loved aldi just his style his articulation such a great guitar player you know but as a way we grew up with the music we grew up with, you know, I'd probably yeah. have to go with Joe Satch only because, okay. you know, he was one of the founders, man, of this instrumental, yeah. two of my favorite albums, uh, Surfing with the Alien, and then the next monumental one, Steve Vai, Passion and Warfare. Wow. That's the one that has For the Love of God on it. Ooh, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And, That's uh, got him on the cover, right? It's kind of yeah, far out. Yeah, yeah. 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 It has him on there and a lot of stuff around him. Yeah. Whatever. That's one of my that favorite right albums. Yeah. Passion and Warfare. That album. Even Steve Vigos, he goes, I heard this album in my head for 10 years, but I couldn't play it. Yeah. Steve Vai to say that, you know what I mean? Right. But that wow. album is just like, I mean, I love a lot of Steve Vai stuff, but that's just one of my, two of my favorite. And not to mention the other instrumental album that's one of my all-time favorite, Perpetual Burn, Jason Becker. That's that Jason Becker right Dude, there. Dude, that right yeah. there. You said he was 18? 17 or 18. He was still in high school <laughs> oh, when he man. recorded that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Perpetual Burn, uh, Alien, Dan, what's it called? Surfing with the Aliens, and uh, what was the other one I mentioned? Instrumental. Uh, so Joe Satch, Jason Becker, oh, and Passion and Warfare. And Passion and Warfare. Man, those yeah, are three monumental. Just oh man, yeah, yeah. I remember, man, you know, I remember, I had a couple of young bucks that would play for the love of God when I was teaching at Moody. Whoa, yeah, they would show me, you know, dude, that's pretty darn good. You keep yeah. it up, yeah. They learned that, you know, back in the day. Well, yeah. that was already YouTube and people showing you, I'm sure, but still, just to have the patience to sit there to try and yeah, get and that then down. there's this, this young Japanese girl who plays guitar. I think it's Lisa X, and she plays for the Passion Warfare, note for note. Wow, she has little hands too, and she shreds it bro. you put the little hands some of so those, you can still manage yeah, the stretches some of those little youtube sensations dude they're incredible man they are man bless their heart yeah. man hell yeah well how about these guys who do you prefer out of carlos santana or out of neil schoen oh man those are two great guitar players yeah, you know who actually shared this, this in, in the same band for a while in santana yeah yeah Sean was there before yeah he i got saw into the Journey. other day I, I i thought they were just maybe having a jam session i didn't realize they were like in the band together but yeah dude neil sean is just such a classic guitar player just think of all those journey solos yes. so melodic you know uh very similar styles meaning like melodic wise you know uh and, and then santana of course just has the feel and Whoa. the flavor you know what i mean yeah yeah, I'd probably be 50-50 with those two, you know. It's a hard one. Yeah, for yes. sure, man. But Neil Sean's still doing it, still jamming. Yeah. Real clean player, you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, I'd probably have to go 50-50 right 50 -50, there. 50-50, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, how about these two big dogs right here, especially in the Texas area? Um, the, pride and, the pride and joy of Texas. How about these two? Stevie Ray Vaughan or Billy Gibbons? Oh, nice, man. Nice, yeah. If I had to pick one, he just, I'd have to go with Stevie Ray Vaughan only because okay. he's just such a, you know, anything he touches is just like, man, he puts yeah. his, his number on it. But Billy Gibbons is awesome, you know, been yeah, another awesome yeah. guitar player. In fact, I'm I'm working on uh, Tush. Dan and Nana. Ooh, yeah, but Dan, I kind of learned it, but right now I'm trying to sing and play it at the same time. It's a little bit tricky. Yeah. Uh, not too hard. There's other harder songs than that, but I, I've always loved that song as a kid. Yeah. I looked it up on YouTube like a few weeks ago. I kind of learned how it goes. It's based on, it's pretty easy. You know, I haven't learned the solos You'll yet. Uh, yeah. So I was just, now I'm trying to think, okay, 
am I going to learn? Because he uses a slide on that cool. guitar. I don't do a lot of slide guitar. I mean, I can, but I don't practice it a lot. So I was like, man, it would be cool to, you know, learn the solo note for note. And then I was thinking, well, maybe I can still play his solo, but without the slide, you know, which means I'll do some bending, more bending. So, yeah. so right now I'm on the fence. Like, okay, am I going to try to learn the solo note for note, which I kind of want to eventually do. Or maybe I can just play the same melody of the solo, but with a pick, you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of the slide. Because that's classic about that song. But I love that song. So I learned it already. Now I'm trying to sing it and play it at the same time. And also it's a little high for me. Just my voice a little bit high. Yeah. Uh, I might lower it down a whole step. You can still get the same riff. Because sometimes when you're changing key, you can't do the riff on the guitar the same way. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't work out all the time. But this one, it's in G, so I can probably take it down a whole step and still get the riff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to help a little bit. Uh, but that's a good song. That And, that, and you were saying earlier, you are trying to learn a little wing. That's oh, yeah. Some, I'm that's working, something that, yeah, I've that been working Stevie on that Ray one. does For his sure. own version. Oh, yeah. A lot, of people, a lot of people always say, oh, that's better version. Well, there's no such thing because... It would never exist right. if it wasn't for if it Jimmy. Wasn't for Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, but of course, the way he does it, and yeah. Eric Gales, if you hear Eric Gales play Little Wing. Wow. I need to. Yeah, I love look, everything look, Eric Gales does. Yes, me too. Yes. That dude is just so inspirational. You see him play, it's just like, and he plays a guitar backwards. I mean, for one, he's left-handed, but he plays the strings backwards. So a lot of left-handers, they just flip the guitar around, yeah. and then they learn how to play it backwards. So his low strings are down here. It's weird how he plays. Some There's a few people that play like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's... It gives it, to me, it gives it a slightly different sound yeah. that is hard to emulate. You know what I mean? Like when he's going, like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know. He's just very fluid, man. Very good player, yeah. bro. And he likes to mix it up. Like he'll be bluesing out and then he'll throw like a harmonic minor scale in there, which is very common for Ingve Malmsteen to do. You know, he'll throw that mix in there. Like he gets, yeah. he gets crazy, man. And then, and then he's, you know, the dude is just, he's something else, man. Great player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thank goodness bro. he's still around. Kicking for sure, ass. For sure, man. Love Eric Gills. For sure. Well, here's here's the tip of the ice of, of the iceberg for, for metal. And I know we talked about their bands here a little while ago when I was talking about Megadeth and Metallica. But when it comes to to being a guitar player and singer, which is something you do on a weekly mm -hmm. or nightly basis, who would you go for if you had to have as a front man for your for your band? The, uh, the head, immortal head, James Hetfield or the also immortal Dave Mustaine? I know, man. That's a tough choice because right. even Duff, Dave Mustaine is not, you wouldn't say, the greatest singer. But for what he does, it's perfect. The way yeah. he writes, the way he writes, you know, <clears throat> man, it's tough. But if I had to pick and if I was going to have a band, I'd probably go with James Hetfield only because, you know, he seems a little bit, especially in his older age, you know, sings a little bit more melodically. You yeah, know what I mean? If does. I had to pick one, I'd maybe go with Hetfield. You know what I mean? But uh but tough choice right there. Tough you know, choice. Tough choice. Because right. Dave has that, his own unique way yeah. of doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little dirty, but it fits what he does perfect. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so many great Megadeth songs. Uh, but yeah, so I'd slightly have to go maybe Headfield if I had to. Give Headfield the edge. For sure. All man. right. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about that new uh, Metallica song? Have you heard that Lux I, I've heard it. I like it. I like yeah. it too. Yeah, a lot of people I like, like it. Oh, I listened to the first 10 seconds of it and I turned it off. I'm all, that's because you're gay. This <laughs> <laughs> the go, whole thing already. Yeah, I'm all, dude, it's Metallica. Of course, it's going to sound like Metallica because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's like, it sounds like the same old thing. But nah, it's a, it's a cool it's song. It's a gem. It's heavy. Yeah, it has some cool man. riffs in it. Yeah. A lot of double bass, Lars coming yeah, in there hard. Yeah, I like I like the track. I like the track. I dig it. I think yeah. I think when Metallica got uh through heel in the band, it really gave them an extra set uh an yeah. extra an extra part of street credibility that 
and and musicianship and, and people like player. him people like him is, yeah. it, is, is he younger than them also a little bit yeah just gives a little bit gives him a know? little boost you know yeah. with his work with suicidal and and uh infectious grooves um, hey, and his son is awesome and his bro son's badass playing with corn that's and cool. stuff already you know come on yeah already, dude. Dude. Feel, feel the asking for his son to play bass that's and, oh, crazy shit, man i bet man. he was proud moment very proud, proud man you know, I, I just feel like when Robert got got put into the band, it was just it, it made me feel good as a, as a Hispanic. Yeah, having you know, our, and and you know, on my wife, on my mom's side of the family, she, her maiden name is Trujillo. Oh, got gotcha. you. So it's like, yeah, Robert Trujillo. Yeah, we got a Trujillo and Metallica now. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm hoping that maybe there's still a chance that I can go see Metallica this coming year at in Arlington. And nice. I think it's going to be in August. Have you looked into maybe no, going to that one? I it's, haven't. I haven't. It's Metallica with Pantera and Madness. Nice. That wouldn't it's be bad. It's like a monster of rock, yeah. dude. You know. You Over the last few years, you know, I've already gained a lot of respect for Zach Wild. You know what I mean? Because I was yeah. never, I never really listened to Black Label. You know, and I would see him featured in guitar magazines, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then, then I realized, like, wow, he's the one on this Aussie song and this Aussie song and this Aussie song. Like the dude is, yeah. You know, and, Pretty much all of the modern Aussie. Is got the uh, the Zach Flair yeah. sound to it, yeah. And even when you hear some of his newer stuff, it it still has a little uh, a little bit of Zach. But on his latest album, I think it's called Patient Number Nine. He's really brought a an eclectic uh, yeah, group of crazy. guys to go in there and record with him, yeah. You know, and luckily for Ozzy, you know, who doesn't want to record with Ozzy? For sure, it's for gonna sure. be a hit, yeah. And yeah. he surrounds himself with I know he, the I best. Know, I know he got Jeff Beck to do a song, right? Yes. Isn't that the one he did it on? Yeah. And then he also got a. Uh, Eric Clapton. Clapton, yeah, too. Exactly, yeah. bro. I mean, the, the, the names go yeah. on and on. And um, why who not? Who doesn't want to be on there with Ozzy? For sure, man. Right. I'm glad Ozzy's still able to, you know, with Tell technology and him do it. You know what I mean? But yeah, you got to give it up to the guy. What you know a blessing I mean? we still got. Him. I saw a documentary not too long ago, uh, Black Sabbath, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And how you know came about. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of good doc. I saw the one on Randy Rhodes. I've seen yeah, a couple on Randy Rhodes. That's pretty cool. So young, bro. That was just, oh, man. Just because that dude is. <laughs> Bring yeah. around on the damn airplane, bro. Like, yeah, dude, man. what a tragedy, yeah, dude. I know, man. Senseless, too, man. Didn't have to happen, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the good die young, Steve Ray Vaughn, 35 years old. Tell damn. me about it. The good die young, and sometimes, uh, is was um, Kurt Cobain in that same mix? Did they all die at the same age? Uh, man, I don't know how old Kurt Cobain was, but yeah, that, that was... I think a lot of these guys, like, um, um, Cornell Bennington. Um, oh man, that's so sad, Chris oh Cornell and Chester Bennington too, man. Oh man, These I like guys, Chester. Yeah, just yeah, uh, but it's a it's a it's a it's, it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. You know, a lot of us that don't deal with that, we're like, oh man, come on, just snap out of it. But it's, it's a chemical. As, it's a chemical balance exactly. in your brain, and when it ain't right, bro, it ain't right. You it know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just uh, because we're on that we're on that that tip. Uh, awareness have you guys got anybody that that's uh, feeling any kind of mental illness and stuff just try and be as understanding as possible give them all the help they can and uh, provide that ear that they just need sometimes just to uh, get off their chest whatever kind of uh, thing is going yeah. through whatever they're going through you know uh, sometimes just being a friend is is the best cure uh for the moment yeah and uh you know but yeah do you guys like like Chris Cornell, that was uh, heartbreaking, bro. And I know. Chester Bennington, yes. uh, Robin Williams, another yes. one, you know, a gem, you know. You never like, know what the yeah. what what goes on behind the smile, uh, behind sure, the man. behind the voice, and, and all the all the uh, the joy that they brought to our life. Yeah, yeah, it's it's 
it's sad. It's, yeah, it, it's really sad. For There's sure, no other man. way around it. And, and rest in peace to to all these great artists that, uh, you know, I always wonder what the concert's going to be like whenever I go to heaven. You yeah. Know, I wonder, you know, who's going to be jamming up there, man, because uh, well, I'm not in no rush to get there. But it makes me just yeah. think about all the greats that we've lost and uh, and how what kind of amazing shows they must be putting on up there for, sure, for, for all of our loved ones. Yeah, you know, for sure, brother. Well, Mike, that comes to the end of our of our interview for today. Thanks awesome, so brother. much for coming and hanging with yeah, me. Man. And uh, I want to give you an opportunity. Do you have anything coming up that uh, that you want to share with with our listeners out there? Yeah, man. So uh, if the, anybody wants to catch the Attic Cats, like I said, we do variety music. We're going to be at Cassidy's, I think, the third Friday or the last Friday uh, of this month. But if you look at my uh, yeah, if you look at my Facebook page under Michael Anthony Pettis, I always post my schedule there. Alley Cat slash Latin Talk page also has the schedule there, you know. Okay. But that's going to be the band at night. I, I, it's, I always like playing with the band instead of solo, you know. Solo's yeah. cool, but Zodi's so much you can do, you know. Right. Uh, but so the Alley Cats will be playing at Cassidy's. And that's a good place, you know, especially for all your rock fans out there. Because we usually rock out a little more at Cassidy's than yeah. we would other places. Uh, Kick ass. And then I got some solo stuff. Uh, every Tuesday this month of January, I'll be at uh, Scuttlebutt 6 to 9. Cool. And Love then, uh, yeah, and then where else? Uh, there's a couple of places I've had in Kingsville. One's called uh, Nookie's. It, it's a okay. cool, little, it's a cool little bar there, college bar. They got an awesome food truck. There's another barbecue spot, and they also have American food. It's called uh, Bray Smokehouse. I'll yeah. be there one Thursday this month. One Thursday I'll be at Nookie's this month, and then there's a cool little place called Pook's Pub in Aransas Pass, yeah. which is right over the bridge and uh, not too far. And it's a cool little spot, and I'll be there, too, on a Saturday, like the second Saturday of uh, the month, next month. Killer. But, yeah, but if anyone's interested, check out my uh, page and uh, my Facebook page, and I got the schedule there, you know. Okay. Appreciate Let's say, it. for instance, um, we have somebody out there that's listening that would like to book Latin Talk or the Alley Cats. How can they reach you? To for get, sure, man. The page, page is good. Use Messenger, you know, or my phone number is uh, on the uh, page. You know, okay. 361-510-1827. Easy to remember. But yeah, you can find it on my page and my numbers there. So if anybody is interested in booking the bands for any event, you know, we got it there, man. Kick ass. All right. Mike, thanks again for, for uh, having a great interview with me, man. Uh, thanks for uh, rescheduling and getting it done. Yeah, bro. We covered a lot of great stuff today, man. For sure, man. All right. Let's call this part one. Let's not say goodbye, but until next time, we can finish what we, uh, what, our conversation can lead to next. For sure, bro. And be sure to uh, add some apparition tracks on there. Yeah. People can get a, a, a wince of it. Also, if anybody's interested in hearing mucus membrane, which is crazy, right, to go way back, uh, me and Tony just listened real quick on YouTube. If you Google, I mean, search uh, mucus membrane demo on YouTube and scroll down a little bit, you're going to see a lot of mucus membrane stuff. But then you'll see a, a flyer and it'll say mucus membrane demo. And you'll be able to to listen to some mucus membrane yeah, from some back classic in the day. Cross the eighties, yeah, old school, fucking original. That's, that's where Corpus Christi was just getting started with the metal around here, and that was like with with you, Mike, and with Joey, and with Chivo, and who was the singer? One more time, uh, Edward Barrera, Shred, Shredward, yeah, Shredward. That's right. Yeah, hey. and those are the days, you know, when the Nihilator was doing their thing. You know, they were yeah. the first one of the first thrash bands, the Nihilator. Devil was here. Yeah, Devil was here. Anchor Watt was doing yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Still a handful of bands. For sure. Just a handful. Maybe maybe stretching to two handfuls, but but uh uh very, very uh 
it was at the beginning of what yeah. would, would just grow into a bigger, better metal metal scene around here. For sure, man. And it all started by uh, you guys just kind of setting a foundation. Yeah. And the cool thing is you're jamming with a lot of these young buck guitars. Yeah. Man, and I appreciate that. That's awesome, bro. And, you know, uh, I'm secretly rooting for all you guys. You know what I mean? Also, Marcus Thanks, Leal, man. Marcus Leal, you know, from Alice representing the area, yes. rooting for that guy. And, and you know, all the I like seeing the videos of y'all guys practicing. You know, I get to see your young buck guitar players. Like, yeah, these guys are good, man. That's awesome. Keep Thank it up, you, bro. Man. Keep it up, bro. Thank you, Mike. All right. Love you, brother. All right. and, and much success to you in the Latin talk and Alley Cats and uh, you as a professional being out there. And and, and I really got to gotta say, if, if you have a kid that, that Mike is being able to work with over there in his music program, uh, what a blessing it is. Awesome, and once bro. again, thanks a lot, Mike. Love you, brother. All right, brother, man. And for Appreciate you guys, you. thanks for listening. We'll see you at the show. Peace out. This concludes my interview with Michael Perez, guitarist from Mucus Membranes, Hypnotic State, Apparition, Latin Talk, and Alley Cats. Thanks a lot for listening today. Leave me any questions or comments you have at the Tony Gomez Show on Facebook. And remember, you're the master of your own destiny and creator of your own future. Let's have a kick-ass 2023. I got two bonus tracks from Apparition coming up after I sign off, so stick around. This was my first interview for the second season of the Tony Gomez Show podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening last season. I put out 30 great episodes, and I appreciate all the interviewees that spent their time and came over to my house to uh, let me lay down a great interview with them. This season, I intend to meet a lot more people, give you some great interviews, give you some great content. So please keep up with the Tony Gomez Show on your favorite music platform, and I'll see you at the show. Here's two bonus tracks from Apparition. This first one's called Hopeless Human Being. And the next one is Blood of the Innocent.
Oh, this is the 